0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode number 356 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I am your host Matthew Allen, Michael Raparez is on assignment, who is here in the Ronald Hayden Memorial Studio of the Airways
1: with me. Uh, why not an awesome possum movie, Chris Antiston. I too advocate for the awesome possum movie. Anyone else? No, no, I meant to say perfect hair forever, Chris Antiston. Mech
2: pilot, T.L. Foster.
0: And for the first time? And for the first time
3: it's the balding badass himself. Byron or B-Ron, how's everybody doing?
0: <laughs> Balding <laughs> badass. That's like half the WWE roster, so you're
2: fine. <laughs> Let me tell you something, nice. dude.
0: Hair <laughs> bald are a huge thing, brother. <laughs> uh, so Byron, uh, welcome for the first time to the show. Uh, where might our listeners have seen or heard you?
3: Uh, you may have seen me or heard me on uh, Twitch. I do uh, live, live streaming over there. And I have a YouTube channel as well that I just started up maybe like five months ago. Uh, YouTube is bron Sports. It's a sports-centric uh, video game channel over there. The live streaming is more single-player, story-based type stuff. Uh, I really like games with choice of consequence, so RPGs are a big thing for me. I like getting the chat involved. Uh, I also did two two podcasts prior to. I did the Affirmative Action Games podcast and the r and Gaming podcast as well, so...
0: Those are nice. places you may have
3: seen or heard of me before.
0: Wow, you're all over the place. And with wow. the sports, uh, the sports you two, any particular sport you specialize in? Are you all FIFA all the time, or what, what are you playing? Mostly well, Mutant League.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's a really cool game. I love that game, Chris. It's so fun. But um, I'm right, right now just focusing on Madden, on uh, Madden 20. I have a Ravens franchise going over there. Uh, I do want to get into uh, NBA, NBA 2K stuff, some wrestling stuff. At some point down the road, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I haven't figured it out you, yet. You
1: know what you got to get into? You got to get into Pat Riley basketball for the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. That's about <laughs> to celebrate its 30th anniversary. It's just yep. as good as Tommy Lasorda baseball. There's no licensed teams, but I think you're really going to dig it.
0: Comes with a tube of pomade. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the hair back when you're playing.
3: Yes. I remember there was this Roger Clemens baseball game for the Super Nintendo, and uh-huh. that thing was freaking rough, man. No license teams. The ball was almost like on a string, kind of like a Blurner's <laughs> ball from
0: Futurama. <laughs> it was and, like it, the leftovers. It, like Ken Griffey Jr. got all the good stuff, and, and Clemens <laughs> is like, uh, well, at least I have my, my steroids, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, what well, a well, small I mean, price it, to
1: play for the MVP of Rock and Jock to be in your game. But look,
4: <laughs> Ken,
2: Griff- Ken Griffey's in your game because Nintendo owned the Mariners. Like, this is this yeah. this
4: Yes, a that's true.
2: That's true,
0: and yes, I, that's why there was angels in the outfield and not Dodgers in the outfield because Disney owned the angels, right? And I remember like
3: whenever you hit the ball in the game, it would just go ooh as it traveled across the field. And I was like, "What is this, bruh?" <laughs> this the holdover like, from RBI, life.
0: and yet still not the worst licensed baseball game, which falls to Tommy Lasorda's baseball. <laughs> <laughs> that cover.
1: That is the best cover <laughs> of all time. <laughs>
0: I want to frame that cover and it put it on like my It looks like someone with an cover.
1: allergic reaction who's playing baseball for a team named Sega.
0: <laughs> it looks like a funeral picture. Like it would be on the coffin at a funeral. He's just kind of smiling. Like this is how I choose to remember him. Yeah, if
1: there was, if there was any picture that elicited just the word,
4: like it's that one. Look it up. It, you'll hear it. You'll I'm, hear it.
3: I'm going to find this cover right now because I'm really curious. I haven't seen this thing yet, surprisingly.
0: Nice. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Real quick, we are wrapping up Black History Month, and again, I want to thank you, TL, for giving this idea. So this week, we're wrapping it up with a bang. We got not one, but two. Black creators in the gaming industry to join us. So thank you, TL and Byron, for joining us. Uh, You're and welcome. And thank you, TL, oh, for the yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Black History Month, uh, how did you put it in your tweet, uh, TL? Black people exist outside of February. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> we, well, I mean, we do. But, like, it's, so it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the, the thing is, it's very, I, I like to have this month as a platform, right? I, I want to thank you guys, for one, for doing this because you didn't have to. Uh, that
1: is all white people ever <laughs> wanted to hear, too. Thank
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> but but just being serious. Um, finally, we get our due. Finally, it's finally, finally <laughs> white people will get their shot. They're <laughs> they're the sun. No, um, no, I, I think I think it's very important to. To promote all creators. Like I said, this is Black Black History Month, so obviously I, I really wanted a lot of black, you know, creators' voices. But like there's such a very, we, the industry gets better when we have a diverse voice out and we we do, we, we elevate those diverse voices. Whether they be black creators, uh, women creators, uh, you know, LGBTQ creators, disabled creators. Like being able to hear from them because everyone has a different experience, right? And it's mm-hmm. been really great. Yeah. To, to be able to hear different voices and to see different voices. And yeah, black people out, exist outside of February. So um, if you, if you, just the general you out there, have a way to promote black people, you should absolutely do it. Or promote somebody new, you should absolutely do that. I think that's the great thing.
0: All I heard there was that you basically just said all creators matter. So let's move on. So now that we know where you're saying on <laughs> that issue... Wow! <laughs> oh, no. Wow! That is... <laughs>
4: okay I'm just playing <laughs> i'm
0: playing uh no but no it was seriously um it this this month was a good reminder even to michael and i um we're gonna try to get more more hosts uh, people of color uh and and can, because like you said having diverse viewpoints is awesome and i think makes things better so again thanks for the idea Okay, I'll thank you for that idea. But a big, um, I don't know if I should thank you for the idea for this week's show. Oh, we're going full on weeb.
2: we going, I, came back and I was like, we finna go full on fucking weeb. Let's go. That's
4: that's, that's
2: exactly how I said it, too. I, I said,
0: just like he said there. Uh, no. Um, so you guys may, may or may not know if you listen to the show, my, let's just call it a checkered history with anime. Um, but. TL reminded me there are some video games that I love that I may not have known at the time were actually created by (gasps) anime people, anime creators. So what we wanted to do, um, and this is on our of the One Punch Man fighting game that comes out later this week, so we wouldn't have had a chance to play it. We wanted to focus on games that you may or may not know, were actually created by anime creators. Um, so, yeah, thank you, TL, for that idea. This is your chance to be the star. I'm going to need your help on these, TL, because I don't know much, if anything, about anime other than the stuff you've recommended to me. Although I did teach you about an anime-like live-action movie today with Kashin. so there you go. No, I mean, I've
2: heard huh. of, I, I didn't, I've Cashern? never seen Cashin, Cashin. Cashern. Kashin uh, Cash, Kashin. Sure.
0: Well, no, no. in the United States, the anime is Kashan with an A-N, but the right. movie was K-Kashurn.
2: Yeah, Kashurn, oh, my okay. God. I've never yeah. seen Kashurn. I've heard of it. Like,
1: yeah, The only I've anime I've seen I've is really uh, seen. Dragon Ball Evolution.
2: It's... There you go. That's not anime. <laughs> that... I, so I watched that movie, mind you, drunk, and then was like talking shit about the movie because it was a bad movie. And a lady mm. turned around, and she looks at me, and she's like, um, excuse me, some of us are here to watch Dragon Ball Evolution. And I, looked I put up at in the shit the Tekken movie, but not here. <laughs> I, I looked at her and said, who? Who was here to right, movie? Like, uh, it was...
0: Uh, you, you got shushed by a grown woman
2: in a Dragon Ball movie? It was surprising to me as well, yes. I, I just want to was...
1: say this because nobody, nobody's talked about it in my, in my sphere. My girl just, uh, uh, started making me watch the show Shameless. And, like, yes. Goku and the girl in DBZ Evolution are the leads and lovers in that show, too. It's disturbing. It is a Dragon Ball Evolution reunion, and it's been on Showtime for ten years, and I've never seen a frame of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the one with William H. Macy, right? It is. It is. Well, yeah, I mean, he's too busy trying to cheat to get his kids into college. But anyway, yes. um, we are going to debate the merits of anime, uh, or the lack thereof, oh, no. as well <laughs> as talk about some anime video games right after this break. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries, and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the laser time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts,
1: see exclusive videos first and receive an uncut weekly ad free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Two seconds ago, Matt Allen sent me uh, also listening to bonus time. Chris, no more sports talk from you. Nobody is better than Jordan. LeBron is great. He is no Jordan.
0: I have to agree. You, I don't know. I don't who know anything the fuck about is supposed to
1: really know that? <laughs> It was used in a Star Wars argument. The idea that like uh, the idea that there's a Luke Skywalker out there means everyone will be better than Luke Skywalker because they will know what he knows and do do what he does and trains with who he trains. Never watched LeBron throw a ball. I have no idea what that looks like. But homeboy well, wins MVPs.
0: It's the. I mean, I think that's the problem with sports in general is that uh, when you put like the sports greats of the past mm-hmm. up against the sports greats of now, just what knowing what we know about athletic science and physical science and medicine, how can anyone compare to anyone else? You know, like
4: Mm -hmm.
1: growing up when Sam, who, who was the most famous baseball player? We little, little kids. Uh,
4: Babe Ruth Yes, yes! Sure, Babe Ruth It yeah. was a
1: giant Thank fat, you for fucking Answering for me a, Sorry A yeah. giant fat man yeah. <laughs> like, was smoked guard Yes Was the best baseball player Of all time Because it turns out The game is stupid and Not that hard and the, the like the, the,
0: the, Well then And after that It was Martin McGuire And Sammy Sosa right. And then they both Are dope to the gills right. So like yeah. Who knows Fuck And fuck, I mean
1: like I collected baseball cards, so there might be some nuance here, but nobody really wants to do it. <laughs> I personally find baseball very annoying, and my best baseball moments are from watching uh, the first Naked Gun movie. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast,
0: every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on patreon.com slash lasertime.
2: And we're back to talk about what, TL? Uh, your favorite games created by anime creators.
0: Favorite genre, favorite type of game, favorite everything. This is me. This is my list. This, I finally have been waiting for Michael to take off, uh, and do something (laughs) else so that I could just talk all anime all the time. In fact, this is an anime show from now on, uh, this is anime, anime apocalypse. Um, you, no one can have that by the way. It's already trademarked. TL bought the URL while Mm -hmm. you were, you were typing that. So, uh, let's start. Anime Apocalypse with... Number five. Uh, any guesses what that is? Pretend you're not looking at the notes.
1: <laughs> I have a guess, but only because only Diamond Dog Dave Rudd made us play this so much.
4: Oh, oh yes, yeah.
1: yeah. And because I have the notes open this time.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what is it then, Chris? Uh, Tobol total number Number one
0: number one to be specific because we never got number two over here still bitter about it uh that what you actually heard there was something that if you played one of the most distinctive things about Tobol which is the maze the campaign mode you heard that a lot and if you don't believe me uh how about you listen to this So yeah, Tobol is is a fighting game. It was actually uh, Squeenix, Square Enix's first uh, foray into the fighting genre. This was developed by Dream Factory, um, published by Square in 1996, uh, and it's actually uh, Square's first release on the PlayStation as well as being right. the first fighting game. Um, but the reason it's on our list is because the characters in Tobol... Were developed by a guy that a lot of anime fans might be aware of, familiar with. Um, and I'm going to butcher just upfront. I'm butchering every fucking name in this show. And please,
1: <laughs> I it's I'm unintentional. But you got this.
0: No, no disrespect. Akira Toriyama.
2: I I don't know. If you got that That, wrong, I would have to walk
1: off the show.
0: (laughs) Dude, I almost went Akira. Akira Toriyama. You you know, you never know. Uh, uh, Why would you
1: pronounce that way the way you've never heard it before? (laughs) (laughs) That's my job.
0: That's how
2: you pronounce the movie, right? Is Akira not Akira? Akira. Akira. Akira is the bad 80s dub. Akira is how you pronounce it. But uh, Anyway, uh, but Toriyama
0: is the dude behind Dragon Ball. And also did the character designs for for Tobol.
2: Yeah, Toriyama... Fine, Doctor Slop. Uh, excuse me, a Dragon Ball, and then yes, he also did the designs for wall Ball. Uh, he's a he's a very prolific character designer. Even though some people would say he only has like three faces, uh, <laughs> uh, but he's very prolific in uh, in character design. And Toriyama's like he's just I mean, he's just like kind of like the goat when it comes to like this stuff. And he uses a goat, lot of
1: hair gel in his art. He does. A lot of spikes. Uh, a lot of huge spikes. A lot spikes,
2: of spikes. Yeah. Uh, when I find like, people talk about, like, oh, anime like characters and spikes, like, you're talking about a Toriyama design, because he's the one, like, that's very much, like, a lot of spikes.
0: A lot of round faces, a lot of spikes. Um, the reason, though, I think this game can make the list is because it came out such so early days, and, it, you know, you could barely see characters. This is PlayStation 1 technology, and so you couldn't really get a lot of that anime look when it came to the characters themselves like as they appeared in the game um that coupled with the fact that hardly anyone played this game i, I figured it was a good entry for the list if you did well, pick i mean this it, game it, up, there
1: was a reason like a ton of people played it
0: i was going to say the reason if you mm-hmm. did pick it up it was most likely because it contained the pre-release demo of final fantasy 7 and then video dem uh, previews of of tactics bushido blade and saga frontier
3: yeah that'd be a reason to pick it up and play it in itself you know just
0: yeah like, yeah so well, I, I
1: i didn't have a playstation but everybody i knew who did had Tobol number 1 at yeah. least for a little while before it was uh, like kind of abruptly traded in
0: well the thing is it's it's has its bona fides uh, for fighting game fans as well because the designer on the game uh, and this is where again i apologize in advance seiichi ishii uh, was huge in the fighting game community at the time. He, this is the guy behind Tekken One and Two, uh, mm. one of my favorite mm. games that everyone shits on. But Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha, he did that. He did Virtua Fighter, and then Air Geiz. uh God bless the ring. So he he worked on a ton of fighting games. And so actually, dude, we when you go watch like clips of Tobol, the fighting the the animation is so smooth, and the actual fighting gameplay itself. It's really fun looking. Like it's good. It's just a good fighting game. Um the maze stuff not so much. The campaign pretty much just amounted to running around a maze, picking up food or weapons that you could hit enemies with and fighting kind of fodder enemies. But this was before we have to remember like Soul Calibur had introduced campaign modes and before way before like Mortal Kombat was kind of showing people right. how you do a campaign yeah. in fighting games.
1: It predates everything but Tekken Force, I think. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. so the reason though the game contained a campaign, it's really interesting. The guy, the designer, Seiichi uh, Ishii, he kind of said, well, this is for consoles. And so these are people who are most likely playing alone at home. So the depth that you would normally have in a fighting game in arcades of playing with human players won't be there. So we need to give them a reason to want to play this game by themselves, which is actually like really well thought out and smart. Like, yeah, that makes yeah. perfect sense.
1: Absolutely. It's astonishing how few fighting games still do. (laughs) Still consider that.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like... So this was... Especially when this game came out, this is like in the... We're still in the fighting game bloom, and now we had like this 3D fighting game. And, like, Tobol is a completely different 3D fighter than, like, a Tekken or a Virtual fighter, right? And, like... It's
1: complicated.
2: Right. And it's... I don't know. It was just such a... It's something that I think, like, had it came out maybe 10 years later... It'd be something that would be well, way more regarded, as opposed If it to, came like, out
3: ten years later, I probably would, 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 would have been able to play it. I man. was four when this came out. Just throwing it out there.
2: Okay. <laughs> so yeah, oh, great. Feel so old. That's awesome. Oh,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. I had just had
1: my third child. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For sure, it's
0: uh, it's it's an older game, but well,
1: it, it, it's a th- it's a real 3D fighting game, in that like most fight- fighting games at most had a sidestep, but you yeah could navigate a 3D space, and I remember like. Dude, how the fuck do I jump? He's like, You gotta hit start. <laughs> you gotta hit the start button to jump in this right. game because all the buttons are taken up by the complicated 3D navigation.
0: Yeah, and they right. they really did take advantage of 3D. Like the whole point if you're gonna go into three D in a fighter is to do stuff like that. So that's yeah. off to him for for trying.
4: Yeah, because most these most
1: two most 3D fighting games are still technically 2D, just using polygons, and Tobol was like, none of that shit. Yep. We yep, are a three D fighting game, we are complicated as fuck. But it did like it it was the first time I really remember noting sixty frames a second.
0: Yeah, no, it look and you can watch if you watch on YouTube to this day when you watch those fights, it looks smooth. It's like it looks really yeah, good. It's, it's not emotions. an emulation
1: thing. It, it ran at sixty frames native on yeah. the PlayStation One. Wow, as yeah, yeah. it was it was neat.
0: Yeah, another thing that came along with being on the PlayStation One is you actually got cinematic endings uh, that sounded a little bit like this. So they sounded like the Cosby Show intro. I'm about to say
4: it's
2: it. it. like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thinking the same thing.
0: But that that was one character. I mean, surely other characters general. sounded different. So so let's listen to one of the other character endings. So yeah, because it was a kind of early PlayStation title. Um every ending basically is the same. It's like you walk into this throne room to confront the king dude who's running the tournament and that jazzy number plays in the background and then uh, some people like shake their butt at him, but it's um it's it's no like Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha endings or or things like that,
1: you know. It's 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 hard to believe like that was but that was sort of good enough back in those days cuz I wasn't playing a ton of one-on-one fighting games after uh middle school. Right. And uh yeah. so I was I was playing a ton of single player so that was that was my goal to see all the ending.
3: Yeah, I love doing that with fighting games. Uh after doing a story mode like like Mortal Kombat for instance, you, I go through and play through the arcade mode with all the characters to all their
0: ending
4: oh yeah and plus you yeah. get to learn
3: the characters that way too so why not right
0: but what is it what is it about fighting games of this time because EX plus Alpha is guilty of this too they fucking love jazz for like all the ending movies <laughs> and some of the intro movies is just jazz heavy it,
1: it was the CD yeah,
4: yeah.
2: well, I mean,
0: it was
1: the, the total like, wank over the CD
2: when you look at like when you look at like stuff Something that's like in pop culture on that time like you have people who maybe were watching the cosby show which is very jazz influenced. um yeah. around this time like bebop would have been in development right like so like there's like a jazz kind of influx like there's just like a, a jazz inflection that inf- in like influence that's happening at that time because it's a lot of music a lot of music has saxophone saxophone fucking rules true
1: Everybody wanted all, everybody, Every Japanese game Wanted a soundtrack That sounded like Jay Leno Coming back from commercials
0: <laughs> I mean if La La Land Taught me anything T.L. Allow me to explain to you What jazz is Okay oh, please, because yeah. it, it, it takes yes. a white <laughs> guy To explain jazz To everybody How would John Legend know <laughs> <laughs> Anyway Moving on to
1: Number four Whoa 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 What is that
4: What is that
1: was a mere
2: structure. It's enormous. TL, what is that? What is this? Uh, this is the game that I'm really upset I haven't, like, played all the way through yet, which is Demon X Machina. Hey!
0: Are you serious right now?
2: God damn it.
3: <laughs> it's not Metal Gear? No, this is Demon X <laughs> Machina. <I'm not kidding. laughs> sure. <laughs>
2: Damn it! We're not—we're not talking about that anime. <laughs> no. we're talking about the other anime video no. game.
0: <laughs> well, and this is this is anime ass um, anime because it's mechs, right? And so it's oh, a little bit yeah. of a cheat. But the reason we had to put this on our list is because the guy who designed the mechs. So tell me a little bit about that designer, TL.
2: Yeah. So uh, the designer was uh, is Shoji uh, Karamori, uh, who is kind of. One of the biggest names in uh, mech anime, um, he was the creator of Macross, uh, which... I forgot what the, Macross is called in the States. Robote- uh, Robotech. Was it Robotech? Yeah,
1: Robotech. I don't know.
2: Uh, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> old enough for that. Uh, like, Are you like, scared battle bots. Well, like, Macross came out in the 80s, dude. Like, that was, like... That I be, think like, it came out in the 70s. Like, well, i was that was, like, people who were, like, my, my brother... Would be, like, my older brother's, like, anime... Um, but he also did Escalpone. Trying not to be offended. Uh, <laughs> you're older than me. You know that. Uh, he did Escalpone. He did uh, mecha designs for Ghost of the Shell. He designed uh, the ship for Outlaw Star. He's kind of like if you've seen an mecha. Uh, sorry, if you've seen a mecha from late '90s to like today, he has probably had his design, like hands in the design
4: of it. Which was I, what I think made, he's even
2: done some Transformers stuff too. Right. Which is what made, um, like, Demon X Machina look really cool, because those mechs are such, like, they're just such a a very unique design, and they're what an anime fan would think a mech looks like. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the selling parts, to me, especially about this game, was uh, uh, Karamori's attachment to the game, because it just felt like an old-school 90s anime.
0: I think one of the staples of his design with mechs, too, is it's not just a robot... It's the fact that it transforms and there's usually a vehicle mode and then kind of the robot mode. And then usually there's that in-between and I'm totally bl- blanking on the name. Um, but like in Robotech slash Macross, there's that, that like, okay, the planes still have wings, but they have legs and arms and a gun to hold. You know, you know, it's kind of that midway transformation point. Right. And I'm the only reason I know that is because I'm geeky enough. I played the Robotech tabletop
2: game back in the day. <laughs> uh, I don't ever, I don't want to ever hear shit about my love for anime ever again. <laughs> Robotech, like, tabletop game? Are you serious? Uh,
0: Whatever, fine. Me and lin may forever.
2: Anyway, um,
0: so, but tell us about the game itself, because I know this was one of your favorite games of last year, TL, and you just wish you would put more time into it, but what, because I yeah. played that first demo, and I did not like that first demo, um, and then they, I think they got a lot of bad feedback because they released a
2: second demo that was much better. Right, so that's the first time I got my hands on it was the second demo. Um, and then I kind of played it more. It, it, To me, it really felt more like, um, why am I blanking on the name of the video game? Um, Are you serious right now? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> right
2: now. I can't believe I'm blanking on the name of it. Um, God damn it. Like it.
0: It's very much like a... Um... Dude, T.L., oh, don't God. worry. Don't worry, I got you. Yeah! I'm
2: good. We're
0: good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Don't yeah. worry about it.
2: No, it, it felt like you know playing like uh you know almost like a Zoe like Zone of the Enders or like you know like one of those like battle uh battle tech games that I'm gonna literally once once we get off this topic I'm gonna remember it's gonna piss me off hmm. but it's like it's like one of those kind of like like rogue Mech games and we don't have a lot of like like an armored core god damn it okay okay I couldn't think what it was either I was just like you.
0: Am I, my, am I imagining I things? Didn't Lost Planet also have mech segments, or was that all on? <laughs> yes, so Lost Planet. Mm, yes, 2, it did. It did. Lo- yeah. Lost
2: yeah. Planet Two, and I think Lost Planet Three had a lot of like that same kind of mech mechanics, and they're actually really good. People should go yeah. out and play Lost Planet Two. It's really fun. Um, yeah. Or Virtual on. on Planet, virtual man, on's geez. my favorite. Isn't
1: virtual, virtual on the
2: fighting fighting mech game
0: that has like? Yeah, it's a one on one but it's got the obscene controls in the arcade which is like a bunch of right. different like pedals and yeah. the dual sticks the it dual always looks
1: super cool when you saw it yeah, yeah i case. played a ton of on saturn i loved it
4: nice yeah, but nice.
2: but yeah i mean stuff like like i said stuff like armor core virtual on like it just it felt it feels really good to be a mech in those in those things and like i said i'm a huge anime fan and mm. i love mecha anime um I like stuff like Evangelion and and Gundam. And it feels like piloting a a good mech, uh, which is really, really fun. The story is very melodramatic, like a 90s anime. Like Yeah. What? (laughs) And some of the the world design isn't great, but I really love it. And it's on Steam now. And it runs at, like, I think Austin Walker, like, I think he, like, was, like, looking at the specs from it. Austin Walker from Waypoints. And... He said, "Like I think you can do like, like, um, like over 200 frames per second, like wow. running it through a computer." And I kind of just want to do that because that sounds like ridiculous. Like it, it's it's a really fun game though. That's like one of those things the human eye can't detect, though, right? It's like yeah, it's
0: it's running at this thing, but probably above 120. We're like, yeah, fine. I can't even see that anyway. So
1: yeah, everyone in your Discord chat is very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look, I understand that we really can't notice a difference, but I would love to just run a game at ridiculous specs.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things I like about this game is the – you mentioned the melodramatic stuff. It harkens back to kind of older – like shmups would do this where I was playing that banter between pilots during the missions. That's that's very much a staple of like – uh, mecha anime itself, but also just like older anime-inspired shoot 'em up games. You know, you would have like the pilots talking to each other during the mission, or even I, it's it's weird to say this, but I feel like the Ace Combat series is sort of anime in that regard. Like, there's a lot of that banter oh, yeah. stuff going. Oh, on.
4: definitely,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so this that's it, it, this game has a lot of old school sensibilities like that um that it's kind of just stuff that you don't see in games that
4: much anymore.
2: No, it definitely is. And it that, that I think that's like as we get as like my generation gets older, right? Like we we have like this fondness to like older anime and like also why you see like a resurgence of games that would fit really well on the Dreamcast or you know or like early PlayStation 2, early GameCube type games. Mm-hmm. Just because, like that's like that's who's older now, and like we have nostalgia for that, and those are the people who are designing video games. Like, it, it's it's we're going to get to a point where like we are going to see games like that, and it's it's very fun to look at a game and be like, huh that feels like I'm watching a season of *Damon X Machina* as opposed to playing it." Right? It's mm-hmm. a good point. Um...
0: Maybe Chris and I didn't spend so much time with this title, but I know the next entry on the list is something we can talk a lot about with our...
4: Number three.
0: Any idea what that is, Chris?
1: only well, because of the notes, but yeah, of course, it sounds very Capcomy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does sound well. It does, yeah. It,
0: yeah, I mean, if you think that sounds Capcomy, I even didn't know if you guys would get it, so I kind of left a hint in, in this next clip.
2: That's like catnip to my ears. I love that. Capcom's sound team is like undefeated when it's like a cast. I was,
3: was going to say the same thing. Their like, soundtracks are always fire for these games, ugh. man. So if oh, you man.
2: listen
0: to TL and I's other show on the network, Cheap Podcast, you may uh, you may occasionally hear sounds like that in the background behind us when we talk. Uh, this is Capcom Saturday Night Slam Masters, but uh, that's that's the name I don't actually prefer. I actually prefer the Japanese name. Uh, in Japan, it's known as Muscle Bomber: The Body Explosion.
3: Yeah, like, yeah, I I'd play that one. <laughs> I'd play that game.
2: Well, I mean, the muscle, so a mus a muscle bomber is a clothesline that is very known is known in Japanese. So the name muscle bomber is probably going to Mike Hagar because he does a lot of clotheslines. Oh, you mean you mean Macho
0: Mike Hagar as he's referred to in this game?
2: <laughs> yes, Macho Mike Hagar, who looks like Rick Rude. Um, this game is huh. great because like a lot of the characters look like. Um, like they look like versions of wrestlers. Like you have your kind of like your El Santo. Um, he would a character who would look more like Rey Mysterio. As a matter of fact, when I first played this game, I thought it was Rey Mysterio. I was like, oh, this character looks like Rey Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Um, you have like characters who look like uh, 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 Hayabusa. Um, like it's a very it's a very Japanese ass Japanese. For wrestling yeah. video
0: Oh, games. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, the, the character artist and the reason this game makes our list, uh, all the characters were designed by manga artist Tetsuo Hara, who is famous for Fist of the North Star, which is another game oh, that most people yeah. probably didn't know was an anime. And then I feel like now they know that. Um, yeah. But so he, he designed characters. So we already talked about Macho Mike Hagar, who, who did look like Rick Rude, just like a buffer oh Rick Rude. It's an upper body business, after all.
1: Dude, um, Biff Slamkovich for president of everything. Oh, do you ever. mean
0: who looks like Shawn Michaels, but he's the rocking Ruski? Uh, his bio says he likes American heavy metal, not I not any that. other brand of heavy. <laughs> none American. of that Icelandic shit. Just American <laughs> yeah. heavy metal.
2: Listen, Jeff,an I go down there and I listen to American metal with my blue jeans, and Johnny I will be, jeans. The, I'll be the I will be the slam master champion. Uh, but then in, so what's weird about the character
0: designs is the arcade stuff obviously looks better, but so then there's the character Gunlock, who in his bio it says he's rumored to be related to another famous fighting character. He looks just like Guile in the arcade games, and then they've, they toned that back for the Super Nintendo version. I don't know if there was, I mean, it's all Capcom, so I don't know if there's a rights. Uh, then of course there's Titanic Tim. Uh, who is Birdie's tag team partner at one point, uh, Birdie from Street Fighter series. Um, then, of course, there's King Rostaman and his pet monkey, Freak. Um, and don't worry, it's not offensive. It's not what you think because King Rostaman is a big, hairy, white dude in this game. Yes,
1: a big, a giant, minute. bruiser, what?
0: Brody
2: ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> I was going say, that sounds like some fucking Akeem the African Dream type bullshit. <laughs> yeah. well,
0: it's it's a bit like Barrett in the new Final Fantasy VII remake. There, I said it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at Titanic Tim's bio And uh, It says Mistaken for a disco project He hates small people I don't know why but that part hilarious to me <laughs> well,
2: There's two things I don't like and that's, that, Two things I don't like That's icebergs And small people <laughs> And small people
3: like,
2: what <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he's
0: seven first of all. <laughs> Four hundred and
3: thirty two well, pounds.
0: He's li- look look, yeah. Byron, he's, he's not tiny man. Tim, alright? He's Titanic Tim, alright? <laughs> he's gotta be
2: big. Yeah, you get sure about that. Like, can I get Titanic Tim and the great Colly WrestleMania? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a WrestleMania <laughs> okay. moment.
0: I mean he's no Alexander the Greater. Um, Moan, moan.
2: Of all the good days, just like, i was getting the greater. (laughs) the The greater, yeah. Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah. Um, So yeah, Saturday Night Slam Masters was, it was technically a wrestling game, but it felt more like a fighting game because of the side perspective. Um, But it did definitely play kind of like a hybrid of both. Like, did you guys spend a lot of time with this game?
2: Yeah, I did. I actually, um, back when you could rent video games, I used to rent this from... The Chinese restaurant right next to my Win Dixie, my local Win Dixie, um, and yeah, I just remember playing it at first, thinking it was going to be like WWF Raw, where you like kind of just like go up to somebody and try to grapple and then uh, you know suplex it through. But it reminded me more of like the arcade Wrestlefest games, where mm-hmm. like, but you had like a little bit more of like a, of a controller input, so it was yeah. like a little bit more in depth than that. But that's what it reminded me of. I but I loved. Like, i, I probably written that game, like, seven times in a row. Yeah. Again, I'm a huge wrestling fan, so of course. But I, yeah. I love, love, love. Well, even if you
0: weren't, I think the other thing that could have hooked you, we talked about Ma- Mike he- Hagar. He was from Final Fight. And it's weird, though, because the game sort of contradicts itself. It first says that it takes place after the events of Final Fight, and then there's another reference that, that – says like uh, it takes place before, and so it's unclear which one. His daughter does make an appearance. Like if you fight as him, like during between matches, she comes in Jessica to celebrate, and so it has that like awesome tie-in with Final Fight, which at the time was one of my favorite Capcom beat 'em ups. And so it's like, yeah, even if you weren't into wrestling, it's like, oh, there, there's there's Mike from uh, from Final Fight. I fucking
1: love just just the idea that like fighters with smoke and light entrances, like it's just <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah, it was it's great. Yeah, they were doing, like... The, yeah, because I think at the time this game came out, WWE wasn't even doing, like, pyro stuff. They were just like, hey, there's pyros and lights and everything. It's like... I think it's I think it's also supposed to be reminiscent to, um, like, the, the Japan scene at the time was, like, really, like, audacious. Like, this game's very audacious. And so yeah. it was the Japan scene because, like, you had stuff like uh, Wrestling and Romance War and, like, you know, FMW and stuff like that. So, like... It was kind of supposed to be like a playoff off that, um, and then the designs of the of the game, like I said, they were very much wrestlers of the of the late eighties, early nineties kind of design. I just really wish they would have made like a balloon Nakado character. That would have been really cool. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you're stealing wrestlers. Just go for it.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying. Like Joe, shy at that time was like doing really cool shit. And, like, you could have just stole so many cool designs at that time as well.
0: That's true. I, I mean, but they, th- these wrestlers could cut a mean promo on each other, and it sounded a little bit like this. Oh, damn. Ooh shit. He's really going to get it right? now.
2: Damn. Put that on a T-shirt. Put, <laughs> put, some... <laughs> 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 put a sign in the crowd.
4: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah
0: it, it's on. It, um, it's on. It's on. It's on. So yeah, Saturday Night Slam Masters. One of those games that, uh, unless you kind of follow the anime scene, you wouldn't have known the character designs were done by an enemy person. And this isn't necessarily uncommon in games. We we do see a lot of crossover. Um, on our list alone, there's a few fighting games, uh, including this one.
4: Number two. <laughs>
1: Is the power of a Belmont.
0: Ha! K.O. Impossible. Impossible. They made a Castlevania fighting game, and it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, Castlevania Judgment, guys, was a thing. It's truly it, one of the worst it, things ever. It sure was a thing. Uh, it was a fighting game for the Wii, which we've talked about on a recent show, I want to say. Like, all we, it was for the Capcom versus Tatsunoko.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Always a winning strategy. Put those fighting games on the Wii. Who played this i I did not <laughs> I did not oh good okay I didn't you know I didn't want you guys to have to relive some some harsh memories um Chris Absolutely did you I did you did
1: I'm sorry well, I mean I, I watched it get played it was just because I don't know like Castlevania like even even back in the NES days was kind of always a game you could take seriously until this one
0: yeah well and one of the reasons you couldn't take you it know. seriously was so it, it sounds on paper amazing right it's All your favorite Castlevania characters from several of the past games in the series in one place, fighting against each other. It even, I don't want to say it was like a Power Stone-like, but it's like, it wasn't a strict, like, side-on fighting game. Like, you could kind of move around the maps. And they had to do that because the Wii controls, it took advantage of the Wiimote and the Nunchuck controller. But one of the reasons you couldn't take it seriously is actually the reason it's on this list. Um, The characters in Castlevania Judgment... Uh, were done
2: by uh, Takeshi Obata, the guy behind Death Note, right, TL? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, Obata is the guy behind Death Note, and there's there two others I can't think of. The, like, one is about, uh, it's, Hikaru no Go, and then the other one is about, like, a manga about making manga. Uh, but no, Obata is a really cool character designer. And on paper, like you said, Matt, it sounds really great. Uh, Death Note is very gothically designed. Uh, Ryuk is still one of, like, the greatest design characters I've ever seen in anything. They actually, um, pretty funnily, they actually did a new Death Note chapter this year. It was, like, a one-off special. To where the the, the Netflix guy live was, action movie? No, That's not animation. that. We <laughs> don't ever talk about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, always goes well. It always goes well when you
4: translate to live action. <laughs> um, uh,
2: but no, so no, so Obata made a new. Um, he made a new manga chapter that came out, um, and basically the guy tricks the American government to buying the Death Note because, of course, we would. Um, and then he he basically gets the American government to finance all of Japan and then he ends up dying. Uh, but yeah, it was really great. It's great. That's what was great. It's almost as good characters... as
0: making him pay for the wall.
2: You're right. <laughs> um,
0: Boy, he, got, he made us buy the death note. <laughs> Chris, they really pulled one over on us. So we should keep pretending we know what
1: Teal's talking about.
2: Oh, am
4: well, I he, right? I don't
1: know if he's talking about the game or like in real life. I'm
2: <laughs> um, talking about the manga. But no, so like you would think this, you would think this design – would kind of cross barriers. But it didn't, and it's not really great. And no. the well, characters we'll... look, like, really, really bad. Well, and one of the one of the reasons they're hard to take
0: seriously is um, some of the writing, uh, where... I mean, this game, you might not be able to release it nowadays because uh, of characters such as Carmilla, who utters lines like this. Well, Carmilla's basically a walking double entendre. Uh, she sounds a little bit like this. I will give you the greatest of pleasures. This is all while wearing her metal bikini because this was Get the time of gaming. <laughs> this is the time of gaming where every every female uh, protagonist or character had to have a metal bikini. It's just it's a staple of combat for these people.
1: Look, if you're into BDSM, just say so. You don't have to like put it all over all of our games. It's, it's, right. it's,
0: it's fine. Well, here's the thing. She she sounded this way, and then it makes for just. If you take the game's audio out of context, which I did as I was compiling clips for this, it makes for some very interesting uh compilations that sounded like this.
4: Ah, so satisfying. And now you can control it!
0: What's with the dripping noises? <laughs> <say>? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know that there's much that we can really say about this game other than it's a bad. There were a lot of bad fighting games made around this time. I
1: think no one. No, if if people talked about the death of Konami, like the death of WCW, I think the Wii would be. A fa- it's not like they hate Kojima. It's like no, they just like every instant Konami had in this era was costly and wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like... this is another example <laughs> yeah. of that.
2: So Contra Four was good, but then they had the Wii Contra. It's excellent. Game that was uh, yeah. Also they, terrible. I mean, it,
1: every yeah, yeah, like almost everything of this era was terrible. I, I still have a Rock Revolution controller somewhere.
2: Oh God, I haven't thought about Rock Revolution oh, in Right, right. <laughs> but it's,
1: it's it's what they were doing, and it was and I, and you sort of like, oh, that's why they were reluctant to like make a game because every game they made just fucking tanked, and and well. We know now why you don't make a 3D fighting game for the Wii because this, like, it was even looking at this on Dolphin emulators on on YouTube, and it still looks like shit. Mm-hmm. It is a very dull, dull looking game.
0: Well, it was tough because like the Wii, it obviously wasn't HD, and so like the best you could get. Do they even have component outputs, or was the Wii just like S Video? It had
1: component outputs so only for 40.
3: Component outputs, yeah, they, for yeah. Because yeah. 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 okay. I have one, mostly for Wii Sports. I was
1: yeah. It 480p. <laughs> that's that's the best you could do. Yeah, it, I, do I, you guys like, remember S Video? literally fight on gray backgrounds. It's, oh. it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I I liked S Video more than I do component cables because it's, it's a direct input. It's direct input into the television. It's not. It's a lot less like. There's a lot less, like, feedback like of you losing fidelity, of using component yeah. tables. Like, I yeah. loved S-Video. S-Video was great.
0: I mean, also, like, where else are you going to get an input that looks like a mouse input or something into the back of your TV, you know? Yeah. That, that had that unique little yeah. dongle. But, um, yeah, you know, I don't know why this is number two other than I needed to put these in some order. But uh, the less said about Castlevania Judgment, probably the better. I think, I think we need a palette cleanser. We need our...
2: The best RPG ever made. I, I'm just gonna throw us out here. It's the best video game ever made. It's it's literally the best video game to ever. Be I mean, made if we even need to tell game you game. the name of this game, this is this
0: is <laughs> Chrono Trigger. So we we it's we
2: Chrono decided Trigger. to kind of
0: bookend yeah. our list. You know, we started with Toriyama and we ended with Toriyama. Um, you know, it would have been easy, too easy, to put Dragon Quest on this list, and, and Dragon Quest is so close to Dragon Ball and stuff. We we figured. But we wanted the far superior game. We, we wanted, like like TL said, probably one of the best, if not the best game of all time. Definitely one of the best RPGs of all time. Um, Chrono yeah. Trigger, it was like Toriyama got to fire on all cylinders, and I, I think one of the reasons was he not only did he get to design multiple characters, but he got to design characters across time, time spans, right? And so it was like you had the, the present day characters um with like Marl and, and Luca and, and Chrono. And then you had kind of uh futuristic characters with Robo or R66Y if you will. Uh and then you had the prehistoric character Isla And then you had the magus from Middle Ages, and then you had my favorite character, um, someone that sounded a little bit like this. Wait for it, wait for it!
2: I have no idea why I love Frog, but I love Frog in this game. It's because Glenn is the best character in that game. And the reason why is because it's it's a story about redemption. It's a story about someone who's hiding who they are because you think you're Cyrus the whole game. Until you find out, no, it's actually Glenn. Glenn was there when Cyrus died, and then he got turned into a frog. This game is awesome. I love everything about this game. It's It's some of Akira Toriyama's best character designs. Period. I mean that for Dragon Ball. I mean that for Dragon Quest. It's just such a really good character design. Um to me this is Sakaguchi's like best written game mm-hmm. he's ever done. Like it, it's this was a this was designed to be like a, a mega group. Like uh, I've been listening to 302010, and you guys have been talking about the different mega groups and like in rock. This was uh-huh. video games mega group and they made a banger. They made one of the greatest video games of all time. There's a reason why ninety four is hands down the greatest video game year because of yeah. the, the, the amount of art and work that came out. And this game can rival anything that's ever came out in that year. It's just such a perfect- You talk
0: about the Mega Group, and so they, they were dubbed the Dream Team from Square. And so you had Hironobu Sakaguchi, the, the Final Fantasy person, basically. Uh, Yuji Ori, he was the creator of Dragon Quest. And Toriyama, we already talked about, the, the, the character designer. So all working together- on this game,
1: truly, truly the damn Yankees of <laughs> Japanese video. <laughs> yeah, video. pretty
0: much. I didn't play this game until much, much later because, like, '95 was, was like I was in high school, you know, doing sports and stuff, and so I didn't pick this up until,
1: <laughs> Been rubbing it until our face. the day
0: <laughs> as I twirl my mustache. I, I didn't pick this up until the um, the DS version, which was That's it was the one I such a good yeah. version of that game too.
2: It's the yeah, it's I've the best yet to play this game. Oh, but if you haven't, played I've this heard game, good things. Oh about my god! Yeah, if you haven't played this game, the DS version is the best way of going. Yep. Um, okay, well, only because okay. it's it. There's a lot of there's a lot of like uh, change of life, like there's quality of life changes that really work really well. The Steam version as well as the PlayStation version have really bad load times. I don't recommend them. The three, the DS version is great, and you can pick it up. Um, I play through Current Trigger once a year. I love this mm. game so much. I I got so. This game was what got me into RPGs because, like, this would have to been like like 99 or 2000s. I got an emulator, and my buddy was like, Oh, yeah, you should play all these RPGs. Like, you heard of Final Fantasy VII? And I was like, Yeah, but I've never really played it. And they was like, Oh, yeah, you should play this. And I just played Chrono Trigger and I just got hooked. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's great. The music's great. Robo Roll is one of the best songs of all time, and they still Rick Astley's music. <laughs> but it's just a really, really good game. Uh, You're getting me um,
0: pumped up. It's time for this, man.
2: Two arms. Every song on here, like it's just like the modulation on the keys is just really great. The drum, I'm slapping like, drum the the bass. So if you strong. wonder why
0: I'm only playing musical cues, it's because that's all there is. There's no, there's almost no <laughs> vocals whatsoever in this game. So.
2: One of the cool things about the DS version as well as the PlayStation version is Akira Toriyama actually did animated um, shorts in between the half of the scenes. So you get a lot of these great scenes that have like very, like really good like late 90s Akira Toriyama yeah. art. Yeah. But then that's also where you see Akira Toriyama's art because Chrono. It's just Goku. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah I love him a lot. like
3: him the cover art.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like him a lot. But he's just Goku. Yeah. Um, a- a- ALS just launch, um, and Magus is just Vegeta. Like they are th- his characters that he constantly, like constantly does. But it just looks. Is it Magus really or Magus? Great, I always right? thought it was Magus because he it was a mage. Magus, <laughs> are you sure? Uh, I forgot what. It, yeah, it's, it's Magus. I, I will. I will fight. To do this is the problem with the these game
0: games back then. Yeah. Is we never really knew how to pronounce the names because they don't talk. That you just
2: read them.
1: Right. You know? Anyway. Well, Make America, hof- Great United States. <laughs> hopefully,
2: <laughs> hopefully, when Final Fantasy sevens remake does really well, we get a remake of Chrono Trigger, and then I just don't play video games anymore. Because why would I need? To? <laughs> I. I would, I would love done. that
3: honestly. <laughs> I'm True. rooting for that Final Fantasy to do. That. By the time
0: that comes out to you, you're going to be too old to play video games because uh, Final Fantasy VII is... Uh, that's like a multi-part game at this point, and that's taken like 25 yeah. years to develop. I'll never be
2: too old to play video games. Uh-huh. And that comes out this year. I can't wait.
1: Ugh. I still think Chrono Trigger is one of the best-looking Super Nintendo games I've ever played. Yeah,
2: I I, I agree. I think... So I, I've always gone back and forth on it because Final Fantasy VI also looks tremendous and it's also another... Just pinnacle of, of great games, and I think Final Fantasy VI does a lot of the Mode Seven stuff really yeah. well. Where mm-hmm. like, um, where where Chrono Trigger does like the you have the Epioc where you use Mode Seven, and something like the world travel, like when you see Lavo's like destroy the, the world, you you see the Mode Seven in there. But I think Six does a better job with, with that. But I think the overall look of the world, the colorness of it, like mm-hmm. Six, m- m- one of my negative things about Six is it's very drab in points. Like, it's just very gray. And it makes sense. The whole about a world of ruin, you're in a world of war. Like, all this stuff happen, happening. And, but Chrono Trigger is just so bright and and vibrant. And it's just like, it's such a different feel. I was
0: going to gonna ask you guys, actually. So, which do you prefer between this and 6? Which would, if
2: you had to choose. Oh, uh, I'm Chrono Trigger, by the yeah. way. Trigger I've, I've only gray. played
1: 6 to capture it for oh, videos. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and I have
3: unfortunately played neither oh game Oh my gosh So I have no input on the whole thing Now now, hear me out though Hear me out everybody It's like oh, oh my god you don't play any games Well yeah. see <laughs> Growing up in the house that I was in I wasn't allowed to play a lot of uh, these kinds of games Mostly sports games for me growing up So I wasn't exposed to RPGs so much later in my life And um Now so I know I missed, what is, You is know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs> kids like me Right so yeah, so, you know, it's one of those things where I miss on a lot of that stuff that I, you know, just wasn't into and didn't know about until much later in life. So, going back to uh, either play those games or hear about it from other people is always fun for me to listen and talk about it. When something like Final Fantasy VII comes out, the remake, I'm like, now I get a chance to go and play it, you know, to see what all the... Uh, I guess hype was about.
0: Mm. Well, it's, it's so a different. Speak, I mean, know? you should play the original seven to compare, because the new one's going to be so different. Right.
1: I'd say. I'd say yeah. no. I've tried. I tried a lot. It's too slow. It's like there's there's not really a lot for a modern experienced person to grab on Chris, accept. have you played
2: a Dragon Quest game lately? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, because... Yes. Yes. And I played Chrono Trigger lately.
2: I I push back on. Oh, I think Chrono Trigger is a different animal. I think I think Final Fantasy seven. VII... If you if you go into that game trying to, like, like um, mid-max it, right? Or, like, try to, like, both uh, up. Like, it, it can definitely, like, like slog down. But just, like, going through it, I think Final Fantasy VII has, like, a lot of great openings to it. Now, I can't wait to see how it translates. But, like, the first thing you do is you do that mission on, you know, infiltrating the Shinra, infiltrating the um, the power plant. And, like, that's really great. You go right from the power plant to another power plant. Like, there's not a lot of downtime until after you get off Midgar, right? Like, so that's why I'm very excited about the remake. But I I would say you should give Final Fantasy VII a shot. Play it on on PC, because you can kind of make the the graphics look a lot better. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's still a very fun game. Now, Final Fantasy VIII, that's the bad one. Don't let anyone, (laughs) especially when they Matthew
1: tell you otherwise different that game <laughs> now, sucks. For, I, think, I think that's why I like Chrono Trigger so much because it has Final Fantasy VIII's color palette
0: you know now that you mention it I might it recommend does. over over six
2: or Chrono Trigger yeah you, you should actually go play Final Fantasy 8 thank you for for bringing that
0: Absolutely up
1: Absolutely not
2: it's a it's a terrible game you have to draw magic <laughs> it sucks and it's bad for bad people. Because <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: for me, like, my first exposure to Final Fantasy, since am on the topic of it, was, I believe it was 13, when with Lightning. Ooh. And Ooh. they were, they, the black dude with, the black dude with the uh, juggle on his hair or whatever. Zazz. Was that 13? Zazz? Yes. that was, was that 13? Indeed. That was 13, yeah. Yeah, 13, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I never actually beat the game. I, I rented it from Gamefly mm-hmm. when that was, you know, when I was really into that. And I got stuck on a boss. I think I got maybe... I don't remember where I was at in the game, but I was still kind of early in the game. But I got oh. up in a boss, never, never went back to it. Uh, and then I and then I saw Final Fantasy 15 with Noctis and the boys. And, I, and mm-hmm. it looked it looked really fun. And it was a different take on Final Fantasy because, you know, I was keeping up with a lot of that stuff. Because I was into games mm-hmm. now. And different kinds of games. So keeping up with it and seeing the changes. I'm like, alright, cool, I'm going to check this out. And from what i've played so far of 15 i'm still slowly going through it years later um i actually like it from what i've
0: played oh, then so gonna far you're going to like the 7 remake cuz the combat looks the combat looks like it's going to work really similarly it i mean i think it's great that we're talking about final fantasy so much f- for this entry because i don't know about you guys but i sort of view chrono trigger almost as like an unofficial final fantasy entry cuz it does have so many similar trappings obviously just outside the fact that it's just a jrpg and that's obviously because part of that dream team was
1: yeah if that if Chrono trigger was made 20 years later it would have been like final fantasy 15 yep. 3 yep uh bring <laughs> yeah. the badass suits lightning bolts what dots. other what other names uh, you got
0: like bring them bring us all the names we need all the names yeah. for this game <laughs> throw yeah. any name yeah. you got in there yeah
2: but if, if that was the case uh Fucking um, Nomura would be making it for 20 years and then complaining about not getting fit. I, yeah. By the way, this is the only time I've got a chance to yell at this. So I've played that Kingdom Hearts fucking DLC. Yep. And I've never been so <laughs> mad because it literally is. Kingdom Hearts is like him saying now, oh, I want to make Final Fantasy versus 13. They didn't want me to do it. They took it away from me, so they made 15. I'm just going to remake Final Fantasy Versus 13 and just and call it Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. There's literally <laughs> the the ending of that game. Like when you beat all, when you do like a secret Don't ending, give away the ending. Is, <laughs> Are you serious right now?
1: You, you could tell them everything that happened and it would be incomprehensible. It sucks.
2: I'm so mad about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's so sucks. funny because
1: uh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 is on the Game Pass.
3: And guess what? Never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games either because it wasn't in RPGs at that don't. point in time.
0: You're so, fine. You don't need I'm to. Like,
2: you don't need to. I would say if you're gonna play Kingdom Hearts, you have to start from the beginning. No, you don't. Uh, also no, don't sh- do no, it. You don't. Yeah, also don't, don't. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: it's you're still a young it. man, Byron. You time. got
0: time. You can, <laughs>
3: you can avoid this. Because like, cause I, I feel, I feel, I feel like I I want to go back and play those. But at the same time, I'm like, no, I my time limit enough. As limit enough as is. Yeah. I will make it even more limited by playing two older games and and forgetting all the spin off games that they did and all that other business. Just focusing on the main three entries. Yeah, I'll miss a lot, I guess, from some people's point of view. But look, I just wanna play no. the game you.
1: you- no. You won't. That's the I played and finished almost every game in the kingdom. You can go. You can look up the Kingdom Hearts whole story, and it wouldn't make any sense seeing all of it in one <laughs> I shot. I hear that a lot. From but you people. know
0: what story does make sense is Chrono Triggers, which is shocking because typically when you have time travel. In an RPG, a
1: JRPG or just
0: an RPG in general, it gets confusing as shit. And so
1: a boy can go back in time as fuck as mom. That's Back, back to the Future, <laughs> right?
0: And yet Chrono Trigger manages to pull it off and makes complete sense. It's like, oh, maybe if we think about the writing a little bit, uh, it'll be good and people
2: can understand it. Yeah, like I said, it's just it's just a it's a perfect game. And what makes it what sucks is that its sequel is not as great. It's still a good game, but it's not as great. Chrono Cross is another game, but it, like, that deals with dimension, and, like, dimension-hopping and stuff like that, um, but yeah, Chrono Cross, not as great, but Chrono Trigger, mwah, yeah. secret Yeah, sauce. It well, so well-deserved of our number one entry
0: in this top five, the top five games created, secretly created by anime creators, so, that has been it, we are gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about news, new releases, and more, so, stay
4: tuned. you.
0: scratching hey everybody it's your good buddy Matty Al here. Thank you for listening to us on this Michael Liss episode. not to worry he will be back next week to resume regularly scheduled programming. I just wanted to take this opportunity to remind you that the only way video game apocalypse can grow is through listeners like you telling your friends about the show. So next time you're talking about podcasts with your friends or maybe there's a Twitter thread going around about favorite podcasts, we would really love it if you could mention the show and tell people what you think. Another way you can help us is by going to Apple Podcasts and writing a review of the show. It really does help more than you think. Then, if you're not already doing so, head on over to Twitter and follow us at VGApocalypse. And, of course, we appreciate any support you can give us at patreon.com slash lasertime. Anyway, that's it. I won't take up any more of your time. Again, thanks for listening, and now, back to the show. And we're back with our second and final segment where we will waste no time, absolutely none. I would never copy Michael's joke. Actually, what, what, what was that, sir? This will just take a minute. It will just take a minute before we go into our... These are the new releases. They are,
1: new. These are the new releases. Everybody's
0: Oh boy, there is a lot of stuff that came out uh, this week, but it's it's kind of like in uh, previous weeks. It's a lot of ports of of older games, so we can kind of brush over a lot of stuff. Um, Dota Underlords, anyone playing that? Duh, no, didn't I think so. Not. Never
2: played Dota in my life. Never will. Yeah. So- <laughs> sorry.
0: Well, this is this is like the spinoff of Dota. I think it's the, their auto chess version, but or it might be their card game. Either way. No, their card games the thing that failed. Either way, the less said the better. Um, Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy Collection is coming to pretty much all platforms. So uh, PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Um, the Switch got uh, Rune Factory 4 Special, uh, which if you're into those, kind of. It's kind of like a Stardew Valley-ish uh, series or, or like a Harvest Moon with the Rune Factory stuff. Uh, Sam Show, Samurai Showdown came to Switch. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts came to Xbox One. So, folks, if you have not played it, um, if this is your chance now. Uh, a game that we have not had a chance to play yet is coming a little bit later in the week. Space Channel 5 VR, the kind of funky news flash, is coming to PSVR. I can kind of predict how this game is going to go. We'll see. We'll see. We'll probably yeah, – we'll, hopefully we don't have it by next week. Is
2: Space Michael in <laughs> the game? Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I can play a, a, a Space Shuttle 5 without Space Michael.
1: I, wasn't he only in the second one?
2: He's in the first one, too. Okay. He's in I'll the take first I'll your word
1: for it, because I'll never play this game.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Those games are fun. They're like, they're, so, like, so two of these games we talked about. Mega Man, Mega Man Zero games and the Space Shuttle 5 game. Like, they're fun games, like, that are a time and place. Like, Mega Man Zero, actually, is really, really great. Um, they're very difficult, though. These are the games that came out in the GBA, and then DS for DS was the ZX games. They were kind of like your analog to the Mega Man X games. Um, they actually are set in the future. I think it's like uh, I think it's like a thousand years in the future after the conclusion of Mega Man X Seven, uh, where you pick up as Zero, and you the Rep the Reploids like there's like a whole society, and like you're dealing with navvies and all that other stuff. I'm sorry, Fairies, not Navies. Navies is the the card game thing. Uh, but no, um, Zero was a really fun game. It was really, really hard, really difficult. And if you've never played them before, definitely give it a shot. Um, and Space Channel 5 is, like we talked about earlier, nice. people in my generation now growing up, and they were like, oh, yeah, I like that Dreamcast game. Like, let's do a VR version. Seaman VR is coming. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And it's coming.
0: Yeah.
1: I really hope not. <laughs> I really. It's got the mic. They should do it. Mm. They should do
0: it. Uh, so another port, uh, Two Point Hospital, uh, which previously was only on PC, came to console. So Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, I've actually played this game. It is really fun. It's If you like management sims, kind of think you're like um, – rollercoaster tycoon or those type of games it's a hospital management sim but it's kind of got a funny like a lighter sense of humor um very british sense of humor i will just warn you there but uh i liked it a lot more than i thought i would i'd heard good things i think danny o'dwyer kept talking about it on like twitter and stuff and so i checked it out one day and I, i was very pleasantly surprised so two point hospitals coming um yakuza zero is coming to game pass on xbox so if you have not played that game that game is so good um and don't worry if you've never played a Yakuza game. This is this is where I like kind of came into the series and really like got hooked. Uh, because this is a prequel, you don't need to know about any of the characters. I mean, it, it can help with a little bit of stuff. Like you're, it's basically kind of foreshadowing stuff that'll happen in later games. But Yakuza Zero is the perfect place to start. And if you are a Game Pass member, you get it as part of your membership, so no excuse. Try it out if you if you like Shenmue, you should try Yakuza.
1: You should try something much better. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> I was
3: gonna ask how Shinmu was because I had not played the third one. But eh. so, so,
0: Shenmue Shinmu three, Shinmu three is like if Shinmu had just happened again, uh, right, without progressing. Whereas Yakuza is like, well, what if they actually updated and kept progressing this genre
2: for the past twenty and what years? Released a Sorry. game. What if they learned something that he could have released in two thousand fucking two? And like a rube, I bought it. I <laughs> bought it like the idiot I was. It's the worst thing I've ever kickstarted in my life.
1: Not the kid. I was happy, I was happy as hell for everyone else in the universe, but like there is no way, not even in a sale, not even on Game Pass am I downloading this fucking game.
0: <laughs> I mean I was a fan of the original Shenmue games, and even I was like, Nope. I I, I saw what it looked like, I'm like, nah. That no, I, hard pass. I'm gonna pass on that one.
1: My, my wish list There's is like, a wish list. It's not a dare. Dare list. I dare <laughs> yeah. you to make this game? Man. I
0: dare you to play this game. I dare you to make this game. Fine. It was like it was like someone lost a big bet, and those people. Shenmue One and Two. If you want to find
1: out? It's also on Game Pass. Yes. No. It, yes, is.
3: They sure it are. is. I'm, I'm the, like, mm, I don't know, man. I'm looking at it.
4: Yeah. See it. I'm yeah, like, yeah,
3: you
2: know v, what? I'll tell you this right I now. I think I'm don't, good. You want to play? Play Sleeping good, Dogs. <laughs> there you go. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's yes. so good. I yeah. love that game. Yes. That game is fantastic, bro. I mean, yes, please play, play that game. Uh, it's so good. good. Instead, play Yakuza, it's so good. Play Sleeping Dogs. Play better games.
0: Mm hmm.
2: I might go back and replay Sleeping Dogs.
0: Take notes, go to school to become a game designer, uh, join a AAA developer, yes. and then make another Sleeping Dogs for Christ's sake. Please. <laughs> Yeah. Um. We already so mentioned, good, so One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, is the fighting game that came out later in the week. Oh, we might have thoughts what for that. What the
1: fuck is that? I just saw a trailer, and it was exactly what I thought a One, one Punch Man fighting game should be. <laughs> you mean every match ends <laughs> in one well, punch?
2: Well, I mean, my thing is, like,
0: why yes.
1: you not this, this,
2: like, one of those, like, <laughs> Dynasty war games? Like, that, that would have been the, like, that would have been the cooler thing to do with, like, Saitama. Is, that like, would have been fun. Having, like, just fucking wreck ship. Yeah,
0: you just. By the way, if it wasn't before, you know how that series works, man. If you just <laughs> uttering it out loud means that one, like at least four of those games and sequels are now <laughs> out on shelves, dude. Great,
2: Great. I hope so. Announce, that for, uh, for sort of f- uh, five Rubbles. You, you <laughs> what did Henry I Henry wanted. used to call
0: those? He would call them
2: Muso games. When he yeah, was that's, yeah, it's, yeah. They're, they're called Muso games. Is this one of
3: the uh, Bandai Namco fighting games? Yes that they do all the time is it, is it anime oh,
0: is it a video game then probably yeah, released by right. bandai namco probably. i thought we oh, i thought boy. we were i Ooh. thought we were past
2: that i thought we were like oh arcista system works You make the you make the anime fighting games now because you're good at it. (laughs) That's true.
0: Well, no, we should make the distinction. If it's licensed, then it's probably Bandai Namco, and if it's uh, original,
3: I was so excited for Jump Force, and then oh oh. yeah. Oh, sorry, that was uh, and then I saw it, and I was like, you know
2: what? Not anymore. That was excuse me. You mean the Game Awards? One of the Game Awards' top fighting games of the year, *Jump Force*. Thank you very much.
0: But that was only because like three fighting games came out last year. Yeah, that, <laughs>
4: yeah, I just I was
1: looking on the wiki, and *Castlevania: Judgment* was one of IGN's nominations for best fighting game of the year. It lost to *Smash Brothers: Brawl*. Oh, like,
2: oh the *Smash Brothers* that added the trip mechanic—everyone's favorite.
1: Ugh. Oh, yeah. mm. Undeniably, a good Wii fighting game. Mm. No
0: comments. Um, Ready on a curve. <laughs> so uh, here's a game that will probably be nominated in its category because it'll be one of the few strategy games. So Romance of the Three Kingdoms 14. And I, Boy. sad to say, I can remember like when two and three were coming out back in the day.
2: So this is coming to PC and PlayStation 4. I've never played any of the Three Kingdom games. I, I literally only know about the Three Kingdom stuff tangentially through anime, but that's mm-hmm. really about it. I've never, like, I don't know who Nobunaga is, or or is that one of them? That's he's ambitious. Them.
0: He's That's, certainly Nobunaga. <laughs> Nobunaga, Nobunaga yeah. with his ambition, yeah, but
3: not Nobunaga.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, he's I, very I, ambitious. I've never played any of those
1: games. Well, me neither. Too. You don't feel bad. When are they going to add a new king? When are they going to add a new kingdom? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's when
4: it. Really... Universal has another
1: kingdom now.
0: We got to save that for next gen, Chris. That's a next gen feature.
2: I think I a did play kingdom. one of the Romance of Three Kingdom games. I think I played. Pokemon Conquest, which I think is a was a mix of like Romance of Three Kingdoms and Pokemon, and I quit that game. So fast. yes,
0: yes, I I do remember that scene in Hero when he united the Chinese kingdom with the Pokemon. When he really got the Pokemon section, that's when China, he made one China, right? Wow,
1: what was the first pitch meeting like on that? Are we out of control?
0: <laughs> have we gone too far? Well, I have this other idea perfect make it um all right i think that's it for for new releases you guys are ready to head on into uh cover your ears byron News. first up this just in uh, TL, I think you have some breaking news. Here is our breaking news. I'm making it official because Michael's not here. This is the official VGA breaking news uh, sound. Man, it's
3: been so long. <laughs> Jesus uh, I forgot all about that until just now.
2: <laughs> yeah, TL, what's the breaking news? So Hideki Kamiya's like new game that he's been working on was just announced in Fum- uh, Fumetsu, Fumatsu. Uh, FAMITSU FAMITSU Project GG Good Game Project Good Game Project Good Game So this was announced by Warrior64 Kind of giving the details of it It will be a big hero action game likely Ultraman expired Um, It is part of the Hero Trilogy which is uh, part of Beautiful Joe and Wonderful 101 Um, It's targeting all existing platforms and the last two platinum projects are new games not ports Last Project is a secret and interesting Mm, well, so yeah, this is breaking because I am on the
0: Platinum 4 uh, website, which we talked about earlier in the month, where Platinum, now that they're self-publishing with the help of Tencent, um, they they have a website that's kind of teasing three big announcements. The first one already went up, which is the Kickstarter for Wonderful 101, so I'm guessing this is number two uh, announcement um, with this sequel. So we, it's so funny. We were just talking about Wonderful 101 and how the art style looks so similar to Beautiful Joe, like almost like they're Beautiful Joe's buddies. So it looks like this game is sort of a crossover or is based in the same universe.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I mean, that's I think that's really cool. I also think we have, we have a uh, Wonderful 101 game coming. We have this game coming. I want one of those other games to be a Beautiful Joe remake. Damn it. It's been too long. I well,
0: unless Capcom sells them the rights, I don't think that can happen.
4: Is the well,
1: it's it's not impossible. They could make a game for Capcom. That's true. That's true. I just, yeah, it's I true. yeah, I don't see them greenlighting that necessarily. But uh, yeah. it's it's I, I I know Saturday Night Slam Masters is on the never again list, uh, but not Beautiful Joe.
2: Why? Again, there's a I dude. There's a lot of licensing stuff. It's the same problem with like Fire Pro. I Fire Pro. Really couldn't come stateside for a, for a long time. You stole a lot of wrestler designs,
1: so and that, and that was all before people they were cracking games open and like taking out this and that. So yeah. it's it's not impossible as impossible now.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: But beautiful okay, well, Joe, I, I don't I don't know. It should exist. It should exist. I mean, if it does
0: exist, maybe it will come to next gen platforms where uh, Microsoft's Phil Spencer gave us a lot of details about the Xbox Series X um, in a blog post. They posted a like Xbox Wire. Um, he talks. He kind of breaks down some real technical stuff, and, and then some just some that seem more like quality of life uh, changes. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll list them out here and kind of get your guys' responses. So first up, he talks a little bit about the chip. It's an AMD Zen two um, that's gonna basically When's
1: Marvel. It gets some Sorry.
0: twelve <laughs> teraflops, Chris. There's, there's
1: so many flops in there. There's teras of flops, twelve of hey, look. them. look. I hear the PS4 is going to have a baker's dozen of teraflops. (laughs) Because well, <laughs> that's uh, possible. It, yeah, yeah
0: I, I don't know. Uh, it's twice. So the, the 12, though, is twice of what an Xbox One X can do and more than eight times more than the original Xbox One. So, uh, yeah, pretty powerful stuff. Um, that's going to enable them to do things like variable rate shading, which I don't know what that means, but sounds cool. Um, they're going to enable hardware-powered ray tracing, which ray tracing yeah. is kind of that real-time lighting thing where it just it, – it, you can get the reflections I've, in the puddles I've, in Spider-Man with ray tracing. I've still
1: yet to see, like, an example. I can, like... I don't know. I can't see it, man. You can't, Sorry, can't. But it's yeah, always been like, no, in a YouTube video. Yeah, I, was, I refuse to full no, screen. No, I was saying,
2: like, you really can't. Like, the, uh, the, the software where it is right now, there is nothing that you will see that will be noticeable. For, like, the average consumer, noticeable, like, ray tracing out there. Like, this is great. It'll be great when everyone has, like, a, it, it a nicer television. But, like, for right now...
4: Right. <laughs> like it's it's okay. But it's it's
0: but it's not one of those things that's like minute details. So what all it is is you're basically instead of just pre lighting certain areas, like ray tracing is just like it's a light simulation. And right. so it does things like, like the reflective puddles in Spider Man, like that that stuff. It's 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 real subtle when it happens, but um when people do get hardware that can actually do ray tracing. I, I think it will be a big thing, and you will notice it. Um, but yeah. yeah, and
1: I don't. I don't want to quote uh, incorrectly. I read a PC Gamer article. They broke down the specs on the Xbox One Series X, and they said that the 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 card in it, like, is essentially, if they say it'll perform like it's supposed to, will be as powerful as the second highest powered video card on the PC market right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Well, which is, as of right now—that's
0: the thing, though. It's as of right now, and that this thing's coming this holiday. So by then, there might be another, another. I mean, if you well, want the, the most powerful stuff, doesn't
1: move that fast anymore. So I don't know. I, that's still pretty impressive because it was oh, usually yeah. like several models behind.
0: Well, and they're they're saying they're going to run games. This is interesting that he kind of caps it. He says they're going to run it up to 120 frames per second. I don't know. We were just talking about a PC game running at like 200 frames per second. So I don't know why you would why you'd want to cap it. But okay.
1: Um, I believe PC Gamer stated that like, that's, he means in 1080p. It's not going to be possible in mm, 4K, more than likely. Uh,
0: some of the other kind of quality of life stuff I mentioned, so they're going to have quick resume for multiple games at a time instead of just the that's one at lovely. a time. That's uh, That yeah, is amazing because there are so many times in my Xbox that I've accidentally like, gone into another game after backing out of a game and going, oh, shit, it's gonna, I'm going to lose all my save, you know, the, the quick <laughs> yep. save
1: stuff. Yeah, it's not my fault. I had to exit out of this game and watch an episode of Parker Lewis Can't Lose on Crackle. <laughs> this is coolness part. That's exactly
2: it, exactly is your fault for watching Parker Lewis Can't
1: Lose on Crackle. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you can only watch it at certain times. Got to synchronize those watches.
0: Look, we all okay, know what happened to Parker Lewis Can't Lose. When was it? Jerry played too many video games that his thumb, his his fingerprints wore off. Chris, look. I, I do not remember. I, so, don't I, fucking come at me with Parker Lewis Can't Lose and not be prepared to have a discussion about Parker Lewis. I'm sorry. I, was born, I, I remember
1: was, Miss Musso and Kubiak. I'm, I'm sorry.
2: I was born in 86.74. Thank you very much.
4: <laughs> None of us here or were born somebody. in
2: 74. So, dying
0: of fire.
1: Um,
0: H, so, the, the new system takes advantage of HDMI 2.1 technology. That will enable it to basically talk to your TV and kind of auto-adjust your TV to have the lowest latency setting. Uh, that's when you know if your TV has like a video game mode it'll it'll automatically kick it over there for you, which is nice again, kind of quality of life. Um, it they the backwards compatible thing is is coming forward. so now they will have up to four generations of Xbox stuff. Uh, and then kind of in a related note, they they announced something called smart delivery and basically this is their way of saying if you buy any game on any single Xbox platform, it'll be playable. On any version, and so like if you buy Halo Infinite on your Xbox One and then you buy uh, Series X later, you will automatically be able to play it and it'll be upgraded and take advantage of that stuff. So at least from Microsoft's point of view, all of this – like a big – what's crazy is a big part of the last two generations of games has been all about remakes and remasters. So if this is the case, like does that market just go away?
3: Right, because you you won't need to do the
1: remasters
3: and remakes. If you have that compatibility already,
4: right,
1: right. Yeah, but, I mean, I, but mostly that kept to like two generations uh, between remasters. But I, I, you're right; I didn't think about it like that. I just I, I thought more of it on like um, I don't remember if this is exactly the case, but like when a new console comes out and there's multiple versions available, it does create like a reason for the consumer not to buy this because yeah. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, I want to say I yeah. want to say this. I want to wait and now. That now, yeah. yeah, now it doesn't matter anymore. Just it's, start it. And like, it's if really Cloud smart. saves you might you might be able to like play start where you pick up where you yeah. left off when you get your series. Well, X. I,
0: I think yeah. I think you will. Yeah. It'd be really nice. So I, I I I have the Game Pass Ultimate, which has the PC. Which you can play PC or Xbox One, and I've had that happen. Like you can pause your Gears 5 campaign on your PC and then go pick it up on your Xbox One and you'll be in the same place in the game. It's It feels like magic. It's so cool. Yeah, I mean, like
2: this is going to mean I'm going to buy Cyberpunk for Xbox as opposed to PlayStation 4.
4: Ah,
0: but here's the
2: thing, I yeah.
3: Was, I was just going to talk about that, too. So, so yeah, uh, CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt,
0: yep.
4: Mm-hmm. They, they came in. And, like, and
0: th- that kind of confirms something for me, though. So when Microsoft makes these announcements, it's like, I feel like they can only speak for Microsoft games. And the question, the first question I had was, okay, but do the publishers need to opt in for this? You know, and it appears they do because CD Projekt Red had to come and confirm, like, yes, this will. We're going to take advantage of smart delivery for Cyberpunk, which kind of read between the lines there um, means that publishers do need to opt in, and it's really yeah. their choice.
3: And that's such a CD Projekt Red move too, because you know I, I was someone on stream on stream earlier today. You know they are very consumer friendly when it comes to a lot of their their things of how they handle their games and whatnot. You know mm-hmm. they have little little goodies in the physical edition of standard games, whereas you have to get like the deluxe edition to get a freaking keychain or whatever for yeah. you know some other games. Uh, that's just so
0: that's a good thing that they do that
1: stuff. They so can like, afford yeah, to. Is, these, these are the people behind GOG, so it's not like a new marketing move. Yeah. Well, the yeah. the
0: other thing I read is now. Um, they are the second largest gaming company in all of Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah,
3: right behind Ubisoft.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm actually surprised because I would have told you THQ Nordic was getting there as well. So for now, it's still CD Projekt Red. But um,
1: And I do just want to point out, I, I have never seen in my entire life, if I have not pointed this out before, a video game adaptation of something driving so many people towards that game. And Yeah, it's insane to me. Good enough on Netflix, I've seen people like get back into games to play witcher yeah oh yeah after that show we've never had a good video game video game adaptation good enough to do that it was like one of
0: the top selling games of december because of that show like that's amazing crazy yeah
3: yeah it really is i'm still i need need to catch up on that show i'm still like which
0: i know you're listening konami Get a new fucking Castlevania out game out there, so that when you have the next season of the anime, people can go fucking play a good Castlevania. No, you don't. Just put Judgment <laughs> out.
2: Just put Judgment nope. out.
0: Re-release <laughs> it.
4: There is
2: a good. There is a good uh, Castlevania game. It's called Bloodstain. Uh, Bloodstain is a good
0: Castlevania mm, game. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, so that's all the
0: next gen news. Uh, we move on to one of my favorite pieces of news. You know, I said earlier this is an anime show now. I I lied. This is actually an Animal Crossing show. It's exclusive Animal Crossing news all the time um, (laughs) because they finally had the Animal Crossing Direct that Nintendo fans were losing their shit that they hadn't had one. So Nintendo finally gave them what they wanted Um, and not without controversy. Might as well get it out of the way up front. So one of the things that they announced during the Direct is there will be no cloud saves for this game, Um, but they... They will, let you, it is. they will let you recover a save like one time, but you need to be an online member. And so I'm kind of going, well, wait. So obviously to do that, you have to be using cl- cloud saves. Why would you disable yeah. cloud saves?
3: Yeah, that just makes no sense at all.
0: It's weird. I, it it yeah. must have something to do with time traveling in that game, which is how I play Animal Crossing games. Don't judge me. Just oh, <laughs> the point of the game is to enjoy
2: the game. Like,
4: just let no. the events happen. The point of the
0: game is to pay off your loan and become the capitalist ruler of your village. Everyone knows that. All right. I'm basically in a partnership with Tom Nook in my village, and it's fine. <laughs> um, no, so that – so yeah, that is that is a bit of confounding news. Um, but they did show some, some really fun stuff. So – the game's gonna have, I wanna say, I saw something like over 380 different uh, animal villagers that can visit you, which who cares? Because again, I'm just there to rule them all. Uh, but the biggest change is literally a change. You can change the terrain of your town in this game. This is a game changer for Animal Crossing, dude. Like, because normally it's like, here's your town, you're stuck with it, you made this choice, you might be able to build a bridge or something over a river. Now you can build stairs, you can literally carve out different cliffs, dig, and make water in new places. Like, I, this, this, this has got me interested.
3: Yeah, there was a, uh, there was a gif that I saw, or gif, whatever, on Facebook. Um with, with, with the uh, splice spliced in uh, clips from, from the direct, uh, with Vince McMahon reacting in, in the chair, freaking out. <laughs> and the timing of it was so perfect together. You notice, what, you notice what you know when you see it. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. The and, best uh, the best part of that direct work were the for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as someone who's not a big Animal Crossing uh, person, it's really cool to see all the stuff and all the changes that they're doing to the game for those who are really into it. Yeah. And it's from my girlfriend, and she was like, well, I guess I got to get a Switch now. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> like, yeah, I
0: guess yeah. yeah, I mean, they're they're letting you customize furniture. They... um. Yeah, they're, they're, it seems like this game is going to be all about kind of customization. And then uh, they also announced if you have a previous version and like a design you created that you really like, you, you're going to be able to – there's an app on your phone. You'll be able to scan QR codes to get like patterns in the game and all that stuff. Oh, that's so, cool. It's a way of recognizing those previous games and all your work in those games and kind of bringing them forward. They also have the, – the museum is back. It is They confirmed the museum is back. So, uh, And then, yeah, the last bit of news, and this is, again, I think relates to – I'm going to have to play this game differently than I ever play these games so they will have events they confirmed which of course seasonal events but this time they're going to be kind of free updates that I'm guessing means they're not baked into the cartridge like they will be downloadable kind of event updates like they have on the mobile version of the game Um, so yeah even if you did figure out a way to fool the game changer system clock and time travel it wouldn't matter because it might not be there so
2: yeah I don't know like I said I, I gave New Leaf a shot was it for me but I'm going to give this one a shot again and I also pre-ordered the Animal Crossing Switch because it looks really cool
0: yeah that's a that's a good looking Switch Uh, it is cannot blame you there
2: yeah looking forward to
0: it yeah I'm looking forward to Animal Crossing that's coming out in March the same, same day as Doom uh, so that's the yeah. other thing online. There is the Doom community and Animal Crossing community have like joined forces. And <laughs> yeah. in a rare case of like gamers just loving on each other, they're like, they keep wishing each other well and they're creating fan art for each other of like Isabel with a, with Doom guy's armor on and shit like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, but yes, I, I forgot to mention one of the best parts of the Direct is like, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but they showed a lot of screens of like Tom Nook with Blake speech bubbles before the text fills in. And of course, people immediately grabbed that and made those memes. So right now, if you head on to the official LaserTime Time Facebook community, uh, you will see the cover photo I uploaded, which is just Tom Nook saying, we've discovered a body on the beach. So good. Also,
2: Isabel is... Uh, drinking whiskey at work because she deserves to.
0: There's also uh, like a hidden gravestone in, in one of the backgrounds that people found right away. Mr. Rossetti
2: dead. They murdered him. Nope. He's retired. <laughs> I'm guessing it's Tortimer. Uh, it's gotta be Mr. Rossetti. You can't reset anymore. They murdered him. Tom Nook murdered Mr. Rossetti. I'm sorry. I'm running <laughs> Tom it Nook there. didn't do
0: it. He made his sons do it. That's true. Uh, all right. I didn't really want to make this an all Animal Crossing podcast. Uh, several companies have pulled out of GDC due to coronavirus fears. Uh, so, oh boy. EA, CD Projekt Red, Sony, Oculus slash Facebook, and Kojima Productions have all announced they are not attending the show in an official capacity because of uh, coronavirus, the virus which causes COVID
2: 19, uh, because of fears there. So, oh, right, yeah, well, GDC is a different monster because it's more of like, a trade show for game developers, right? Like, it's an industry show.
0: Yeah, right. it's. I mean, you go and it's like they have straight up like talks and classes. There where people are kind of saying, "Hey, here's how I did this graphical shading technique in my game," and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, just professionally, people need it so that. It, I mean, that'll put people, some people, like a year behind in. I don't know their quest it's, <laughs> it's a it's a big show but, but for networking right. it's
0: it's a big show where like developers if they're trying to to get a publisher for their game like uh i've been pitched at that show before
1: yeah and if someone wants to get a job in the games industry you know several several i met a group of people who all met through just like going to gdc and trying their hand yeah at uh getting a gig in the game yeah games industry. i
2: wasn't trying to like be flippant but i just think of like like at the time gdc is happening also pax uh east is happening right like
0: which which a lot of companies pulled out. I think Sony. Who else? Someone else pulled out a Pax East as
2: well. I think CD Projekt did too. I think they C, did. CD Projekt Red could be. Uh, but my could my yeah, yeah. But my, my question is is like where are we? Like where is the trade show in like like this time next year? I always like trying to say like well five years from now, but not even five years from now. I don't think E three is going to be as big as it as it uh, you know as it was. And we're in a we're in an era now where it's a lot easier for developers to reach out to the actual like consumers directly. Like so, you yeah. know, GDC does have a, a, its own stance because it is a a conference in like where you're learning as well. But like, are we going to see like stuff like E3 or even PAX? Because like people don't want to hear it, but PAX has gotten too big for itself as well. It's no longer a fan show it's now an industry show right like
3: i think if e3 keeps going down the road it's going when they're talking about bringing in you know celebrities and all that kind of stuff that people you know gamers don't really care about like it was cool seeing can reeves you know last year at e3 but he wasn't going to sub me the game you know the the game is going to do that yeah, for me yeah so you know if they go they keep going that direction then I definitely think that more and more companies are gonna pull out of that because that's not what it's about. In my opinion. Yeah. It never was about that. And with the ability to be able to live stream the stuff now from your house, you can just watch it from there and if you're like me who streams, I can say, Hey, I'm gonna we're gonna watch the Nintendo stream today, guys, and we'll talk about it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Have our own little party. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean this is a shame though because the the really the purpose of GDC it is meant to be a, a business show where, so even if a developer could like yeah get the word out about their game to consumers, they're there sometimes trying to find funding to finish a game, and so if they're not mm. able to meet with those publishers to make that happen, um, yeah it's 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 yeah and
4: their
3: game's not going to get made probably. What I'm It'll hoping is what around. these
0: announcements are is just we're pulling out in like an on floor official capacity, but there still be like business people there around the show meeting. Uh, it's cause it's kind of like E3, like a lot of the meetings actually happen, like in hotel lobbies and places like, you know, where, where people are yeah. just kind of talking business. So hopefully it really won't have that huge an effect, but it is, um, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it is scary times, uh, with this thing. And, and it's unfortunate that, uh, yeah, so many companies have just felt like, I guess what I have to wonder is, cause I used to work like right near that convention center is like, how much more does it increase the risk having a show there versus just regular working in San Francisco surrounded by people in that area? You know, it's,
1: I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I, I don't, there's a ton of conventions there all the time. And I, I just, I'm not on whatever, I'm not seeing those pop up in my feed. I'm sure they're taking hits too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, odds are you're going to get the virus. So just have the conference. <laughs> Why not? They're going to do, they're going to do the Salesforce conference there anyway. hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I lived right next to it. I would have got it anyway.
0: I mean, all I can say, uh, wash your hands, people. If I see you uh, leave a restroom without washing your hands, I'm going to track you down and uh, make sure you go back and wash your hands because that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I don't trust please, anybody please if I can't smell
1: their balls on their hands. Be
0: a fucking grown-up and wash your hands after you hold your dick, all right? It's just kind of a rule. Right,
1: come on. Yeah, it's a uh, big piece of mine. My-
2: and cover your mouth when you fucking cough, please. No, I want, I love you, I want you to go, some, go to somebody – Open up their mouth, uh, close their close their nose, and cough directly into their mouth. Let's just – let's do it. Let's, let's – let's.
0: It's it's not even your mouth. Usually it's your eyes. It's the mucous membranes in your eyes. So just cough right on their eyes. Right, so on, good. right on their
2: eyeball. Absolutely.
0: Yuck. You know where – yeah. You know where you can do that? Is it a GameStop location near you? Uh. Um <laughs> <laughs> while, you, while you're talking to fellow gamers with a Z in their newly rebanded stores, which are all about social experiences, boy, what a perfect time to launch those. Uh, they are also <laughs> revamping the Power Up Rewards program. That is that program that I'm sure all of us have been tra- tried to at least uh, been upsold a million
1: times before. Um, yeah. So, under- hey, can, you interested in our Power Ups reward program? Like, I'm here because I'm desperate. <laughs> like, I'm I'll, I'll never. I, I, just love, I love. Yeah. I love I go
2: in there. Oh, have you heard about? Yes, I have heard about that game. I'm, yeah, I know people who worked on that game. Please do not talk to me. Thank you. I, 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 no, my my <laughs> my
0: favorite is still that Penny Arcade comic, which is like, oh, would you like to buy a guide with that? And they're like, no, thank you. I have the internet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you say that i love i love a good guy a good guy like, i mean the, the, like, is... when
0: when they made guides more like collector's items um but even then that was just kind of delaying the inevitable for prima who's now out of business so. right yeah it's so weird because I, like i used to frequent gamestop but now i
3: avoid it like the plague if i can yeah and I have people in my life who are the who are the opposite. Like my girlfriend, for instance, she likes GameStop. Really? A lot. and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I'm like, I don't want to go in there. But why does she you know, why does
0: she like going? Like, what's she like about it? Is it the scene? Is it just the convenience of I'm going to go in pick I up think, a physical copy? I and think leave?
3: it's just the convenience of going in and getting a physical copy of a game or whatever. And seeing all the other different things they have in there, too. Little knickknacks and that kind yeah. of stuff, you know.
2: Oh,
0: you she's into pop too. figures. Got well, well, no, well, gotcha. Well,
2: GameStop, well, GameStop also, they, <laughs> they, sell, like, they actually sell, like, really good figurines now and shirts. Like, my my roommate yeah. also goes to GameStop um, a lot. And, like, it to me, it's weird. I remember, like, before I was, like, really into the internet, like, around 2006, I used to frequent a Rhinos all the time. Uh, but it was cool, because, like, they would watch anime, and they would, like, play, we would have games there, so it was, like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, I was just going there and, like, being upsold on getting a Game Informer, right? But, like, yeah, it, it's just, it's such a weird thing now, like, it just feels antiquated every time I walk in there, but like you said, there's, like, now they have, like, toys, and they have hats, and they have t-shirts, really good t-shirts, too, yeah, so, like, and... I don't know, it's really weird.
3: And little like, stuffed
2: animals and
0: stuff. You the the, know, the so. thing is it's not the merchandise because we all love games, right? It's, I think it's the internet and it's the fact that with games at least, most of us are buying them digitally. Um, but then even with a lot of the collectibles you guys talk about, yeah, I might see a cool collectible. But what's the first thing I do? I pull out my phone and see how much cheaper it is on Amazon and I'm going to order it down. Mm-hmm. It, you know? it, it's not yeah. like – it's different than if you're in like your mom and pop game shop. Or something, because you might you might buy it there just to support them, even if it is more expensive. But it's GameStop, and so you're not going to be like, oh, I need to support this giant corporation. Like you don't have the same right. attachment to it, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. And like you know, I she got me Borderlands three the other day, and I told her I, I said I, I said look, I'm not buying that game new because I want to give 2K money because I wasn't a fan of how they handled that whole sub matter situation and all that stuff. I said I'd rather buy it used and. You know, not give them money or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I'll give
0: it to GameStop, I guess. But Uh. you
3: know, I want to give it to Two K. It's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Well,
0: so yeah, uh, sorry, just to talk about the changes to Power Up Awards because you might want to rethink uh, giving them some money because with the new program, um, it kind of it's a it's it's a mixed bag, if you will, if you're writing uh, for a game site for the first time. So. It used to the old terms used to be you know you get it for twenty bucks a year and you get the Game Informer magazine like the physical copy or fifteen bucks a year and you get digital Um, and with that you used to get ten percent off used games uh, as many as you want with the new system you get a five dollar coupon once per month Um, but here's the rub a the the coupon does not roll over so basically they're kind of saying you either need to come in and and get your five dollar credit and spend money in our store or you lose it. And then B, mm-hmm. you can't use it on pre-orders, which, as we all know, nowadays, that's kind of all the stock they carry for new game releases. If you didn't pre-order it, yeah. you're kind of SOL when you show up to a game. You have, yeah.
1: to, you have to blow it all on that Pickle Rick George Foreman grill or whatever the <laughs> fuck they have.
2: <laughs> if you did pre-order it, you may not get your game. I've had that happen to me at a, at a GameStop, so... Ugh.
0: Can we just talk real quick? Segue for a moment—the fact that George Foreman was able to market a product that advertises my least favorite thing, where they remove the juiciness from meat, the best part of meat.
1: <laughs> meat <laughs> is do, do you, is fucking like, you like meat? And the, they were like, you know who should advertise this? This this is greaseless meat—the world's fattest athlete. <laughs> it's,
2: like, it's like you like meat. How about we take all the flavor from meat? That's right, all the flavor. Everything is good about meat. It just give you the rubber puck yeah.
0: <laughs> You know who should advertise for the f- a new Foreman Grill T.L. Who's that? Our boy, our, our boy Big E Oh,
2: talk about big meat Oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Slapping> <laughs> about meat, meat slapping meat <laughs> <laughs>
4: Slap the meat on the grill <laughs> yes, Squeeze it good uh, <laughs> uh,
0: if, you, if you have not heard that uh, I where, would love that he talks I... about go- Goldberg Goldberg You gotta be a t- <laughs> And meat slapping meat. Uh,
2: the, the New Day.
0: <laughs> anyway. The, I would buy anything that man could sell the me. New
2: day, the New Day is great, <laughs> and I love them so much. Uh,
4: they are.
0: Oh, Biggie Biggie is a treasure. Um, but, yeah, so if you are going to join Power Up Rewards, just be warned. It, it works a little different now, and, and they're kind of um, they're wanting you to spend that money every month versus get your 10% off. But at least you can use it on new games. That That is nice rather than just 10% off used. So, uh, like I said, it's kind of mixed bag
1: hats off to him for like because i think all the other rewards programs that amazon and best buy cease to exist so at least they're trying something but again if if you're if you're going corporate the walmart's closer to me and they're every one of their new games is ten dollars off no matter what
0: i don't understand why they all discontinue their rewards programs when they're struggling like you think that's when they would launch things like rewards programs
1: Mm-hmm. I think they found a bit of a different, a uh, bit of a different dis- business model, and and uh, I, I remember there was like a there was a CEO email from Best Buy who called who called people like me deal hunters like a some something he they didn't want to appease. I think he referred to us as like like worshippers of Satan or some shit like
4: what like
1: bad to their bottom what? line. What? Yeah, these people coming here because they would offer uh, Best Buy used to offer like every new movie would be on sale for the first week and like you know, people like me would come in and get just that, and I would spit at every washing machine I saw. I would... <laughs> so the whole point of getting me in there didn't really work for me, because he knew people like me existed, right, yeah. deal hunters, local right. deal if hunters. You,
2: like, if, it's why you see, when you see, like, the design of a Best Buy now, you have to go through everything before you can get to, like, games or DVDs. It used to be out in the front. Like, it would literally be in the front. Yeah. You could come in, get it, and go. Um... But now it's behind everything. So, oh, did you know that we have phones? What about televisions? Yeah. Here's a refrigerator. It's like, no, I would like to buy my three episodes of Judge Joe Mathis, please. Thank you. And let me <laughs> walk out of it. The- did <laughs>
1: you know we had smart path lights? And like, what the fuck is this for? <laughs> Wait, <what> is that? <laughs> How smart does this have to be? We've had censored lights for years.
3: Best Buy, Best Buy pulling a blizzard. What, you guys don't have cell phones? You need a phone in your store?
4: Oh, oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, fellas, that is all the news that's fit to play. And now we transition into our community segment, which, as always, say it with me, is segmenting our community. Community. You guys were... That was just how I envisioned no, 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 it. It was no, no, perfect. Low late. Yeah. Uh, last week's question of the week, who is your favorite Platinum Games character and why? Byron TL, you are not here. So, uh, Byron, who, who, is your, who is your favorite character from a Platinum game? Ooh,
3: uh, honestly, Bayonet off the top of my head. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's not a bad Bayed not a bad choice head, yeah. yeah if, you, if, you, if yeah. you had to choose somebody it was either
3: it was either her or the guy from banquish so i can't remember his name at the, uh, at the moment the main sam character Kim, sam yeah sam. him yes yeah
0: i mean hold hold a, a gun a high heel to your head you're gonna say bayonet every time i guess right so absolutely yeah <laughs> uh tl what about you man who's your favorite platinum games character uh my
2: favorite platinum game
0: character um so beautiful mm-hmm. joe doesn't count right no 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 that's clover that's clover that is not platinum so no platinum game kid
4: <laughs> don't come up in here with this clover comedy. shit <laughs> that's don't know <laughs> people
0: it's half half of the people don't come up in here with that clover shit
2: i want platinum games baby <laughs> um does garcia hotspur account uh sure. from from uh, the 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 damned game shadows of the lord of the Damned, shadows of the damned you know what i'm just gonna yeah, save, shadows I'm of going to say i'm going to say Vanquish. <laughs> He squeezes buttholes.
0: <laughs> Sam Giddens. Sam he d- Vanquish. Yes, his Sam name Gideon. is Vanquish. Yes, just Mr. Vanquish.
4: <laughs>
0: you know what? Your favorite character is Bayonetta as well. All right, moving on uh, from the Twitter, at VG Apocalypse, uh, at ConniptionFit says, my favorite Platinum Games character is Howard Buckshot Holmes from Mad World because they managed to find a way to have Greg Proops be the color commentator in a Running Man ripoff.
2: God damn it. I so... Uh, speaking of clips hobo that chode. were like all over talk radar, those like uh, Mad World clips, like I don't know if they were good. I don't know. Like, like I remember a hobo, uh, hobo chode, hobo chode, um,
4: <laughs>
2: and then uh, what was it? It was ass juice. That's juice from an ass. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really. It wasn't. <laughs> Thanks it,
4: for clarifying that. It
2: was. That's that's what John DiMaggio and Greg Proop said. Like I, I, it's. It's not good. It, it was not great.
4: <laughs> 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 All
0: right, Chris, how about you read the next one here?
1: Uh, my favorite Platinum character says Joe Tenlo. Uh, my favorite character is kind of a cheat. It's Grimlock from Devastation. Mm-hmm. I believe Cicero cheated last time, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, cheats so are it. fine.
0: Using Transformers character, what so that's fine.
1: Aside from being a Tyrannosaurus robot, he's also a great wrestler. One of my favorite parts is fighting the uh, Stunticon uh, Motormaster. Uh, as a T-Rex, I flash-kicked him up to, to pile-drive him down uh, to bot mo- in bot mode. Oh, Wonderful. That
0: move's banned now, so congratulations, you did it then.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. the legal <laughs> move and <in> transforming.
0: <laughs> uh, TL, how about you read the next one?
2: Uh, sure. So from Milk Toasted says, Loki is the greatest platinum character there is. Who doesn't like a 12-year-old white guy with braids who thinks he can hang with Bayonetta? I see what you did there, and you're right. Loki fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> Loki was one of my least favorite things about Bayonetta, uh, about Bayonetta two. But like, it's which is weird because I love I love Atreus in a um, God of War. So like, kid actors are fine. Um, but no, this Loki was bad. It was a bad Ooh. Bayonetta two. Was kind of like there were some things that I was like, it's not as good as the first one. But I, I also did not care for Loki.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, Byron, how about you read this first, This next one from Facebook, from the official LaserTime Time community sure. on Facebook.
3: Yeah, sure, you got it. Brian Stafford says, It may be a basic answer, but Bayonetta is a pure badass and is an absolute joy to traverse her crazy universe in as a sleek, cool, sassy, gun-heeled hair witch. I agree with all of that. No, it's not a basic answer. It's one of the right answers, in my opinion. All
2: right. All right. I, I want to change my answer. Uh, uh-huh. I'm going to go with Korra from The Legend of Korra, which is a platinum game, but it's a bad platinum but game. But that's
0: like a bad platinum but game. But yeah. Korra
2: <laughs> from, the legend, from Avatar The Legend of Korra whips fucking ass, so she is my pick. The character That's fine. The your show. pick
0: is still Bayonetta, though. Uh, Mike Miley says, <laughs> so my question of the week answer is blank Howard from Astral Chain because while you are a silent protagonist, character development is all based on the sibling you didn't play as, and I got to name my character Geese Howard.
2: Why would you name him the worst Howard? You name your character Rock Howard, who is better than Geese Howard any day of the week. Geese. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. So, new question of the week, gentlemen. Uh, what is an anime that you would love to see turned into a video game? I'm going to go with one uh, so that I beat TL to the punch. With the, it's actually an anime you introduced me to. TL uh, Megalo Box oh. is one of my favorite anime Ooh. from recent years. It is a let's call it sci-fi sports anime where it's basically bo- it's it's boxing. But these guys wear kind of robotic rigs just on their upper bodies. So it's not like mech boxing but kind of halfway there. Yeah. Um, but this guy's claim to fame is he does not wear the rig and still manages to win. If you like Rocky, which I am a white dude who grew up in the 80s, so of course I like Rocky. Um, <laughs> Megalobox has a little bit of that where he's, he's always coming from behind. It's just a really great series, and I would love – the reason it is my pick though – is it would make a really good punch-out game because he basically fights kind of yeah. punch-out-esque characters and boxers. Right. So, yeah, Megalobox.
2: Yeah. Also, if you haven't seen it, watch Megalobox. It's like Hajime no Ippo, uh, which is uh, – I forgot what the what it was called here in the States. Like the boxing – Joe the Boxer, whatever it's called in the States. But well, Hajime no Ippo, it's like that. But it's really great. It's, it's a
0: tribute to that it's, yeah. it's, It was because it was made like 20 or 30 years later. It's, it's basically hitting the same story notes but just updated. Right. Because I'm an anime expert, as we all know. Uh, Byron, what about you?
3: Uh, mine, I have a few, but one that comes to mind would be Ace of the Diamond. It's a baseball anime.
4: Nice. Um,
3: and uh, for those who don't know, I love baseball. It's my favorite sport ever. Uh, I'm Tommy Lasorda, of be... kid.
0: We really appreciate that you follow and love baseball. <laughs> you should play my <laughs> video game.
3: <laughs> it it would be so cool for me to just, like... Be able to play with the different schools in the game, uh, go and hit home runs all the time with freaking Raichi Todoroki from Yakshi High. Uh, it, I, there's so, like, so many things you could do with it. Uh, with the way sports games are now, I, you know, you could have like a, a My Player mode or whatever, like in 2K, where you you take a kid and you build him up from his freshman year to try to make make the first string and all that. It, it, it'd be so cool to do that, I think, in my opinion. So, yeah. It's the diamond for me.
2: Nice,
0: good pull. Tia, what about you? Uh,
2: so, I, I'm i pretty sure this will get an, an, a regame game adaptation soon, uh, but my cho- my choice is Kimitsu no Yaiba, or Demon Slayer, uh, which is one of the big mm. anime that came out last year, um, and it's one of the big manga. It is actually known as the first manga to outsell One Piece in the last like 10 wow. years. Um that's
4: but that's crazy. that's a
2: lot of people going back issues like there's there's numbers of like how it goes through but um uh, Demon Slayer is great and it's it's just about a kid whose family gets destroyed by demons um and his sister becomes a demon and wait, he, let me guess.
0: He he must slay them.
2: Yes, but it's not like it's it's really good and the thing about the fights is like a lot of like anime like so, uh, the reason why anime really works with video games is because, like, it's all a lot of shonen bullshit of, like, oh, I have to get stronger, and then, all of a sudden, I can do this bullshit-ass move out of nowhere, but, like, Demon Slayer, it is a whole thing about, like, him learning the moves, and all the moves have, like, this beautiful, like, art aesthetic to it, but it's not really what's happening, it's just that they're moving to that movement, like, so, the the main character, like, he swipes his sword, and it, like, makes, like, this water flow, it's not like he's going as fast or making a water flow happen, it's just like his movement is very transcendent, like water. It's really good. It's a really good show, and I think it would be a really cool action-adventure game. Um, it's kind of going through like the first couple of arcs of that game.
1: So, Demon Slayer. There you go. Um, and, of course, uh, I'm going to go with the obvious one, the Gone Too Soon uh, Interspecies Reviewers. Uh, I'd like to have a game made out of that.
2: God damn it. Uh, that God damn it. Oh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I want it to be like uh, like like Pokemon, uh, but with motion controls, and I'll, cl- <laughs> so, okay. I'll collect stuff and and don't censor my art.
2: Uh, Matthew, do you know what interspecies reviewers is?
0: No, I don't want to know. Okay, uh, if I'm totally fine with it, uh,
2: yeah, I'm going to spoil it. So, <laughs>
1: if, if you don't want to know, that you're pro censorship. <laughs>
2: so, interspecies, so interspecies reviewer was a an anime that was picked up by Funimation. That is about. A human, an elf, and an angel having sex with different species of mythological creatures. It's
0: it's, oh it's weird how the word interspecies is rarely used outside a sexual context, you know? It's <laughs> like, you don't really talk about interspecies much uh, other than in this context. It's weird that how that works it, that way.
1: It, it turns out it hit the airwaves and everyone's like,
4: ew. <laughs> well, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> well, what happened
2: was, so this was one of the shows... Because Funimation does this, which is really cool, is they do the simul-dub. So not just simultaneous airing, they will actually start working on the dub the same time the anime comes out. For some reason, they felt like this was the one, the simul-dub. <laughs> so the episode came out, and everybody's like, uh, and then it just went away.
1: <laughs> it. You're also leaving out that they are reviewing these things. They're they're yelpers. They, they are. But That's
2: for, literally the for fucking mythical creatures. They give they give them a they, out of ten. They give them a ten. I mean, you've seen more of it than I have. I'll let you Yeah, up. they give them a ten point rating. I've of course I saw it because like my brain is broken and anime rules my life. So I've seen it. It's like my it's. Okay, it's a boring Ichy show. <laughs> uh, I've seen it. <laughs> I've jerked to worse.
0: Oh boy! I mean, we kind of make fun, and yet uh, Zelda fans are fucking thirsty over uh, Prince Sidon, the, the Shark Prince. So, exactly. You know. You know.
1: That are my absolute favorite anime: uh, Jackie Chan Adventures or the Boondocks. The Boondocks is my favorite there anime. Oh. There
0: you go. Yeah, <laughs>
2: cool. anime. Yeah,
0: Boondocks <laughs> visual yeah. novel. I'm there for it.
4: Yeah, yeah. I can play that.
0: That, play that.
2: that new season comes out soon. I can't wait. Oh shit!
0: Oh yeah, i we
4: so going to see John yeah. Witherspoon.
2: Um, I don't know if there. I don't oh. know if that. Yeah, you're right. It would be the last thing we'll see. Yeah. John Witherspoon. Damn, damn, that's gonna be that's,
0: very yeah. difficult. That's probably true. Yeah. Damn it. Love that, man. All right. Well, that has been our answer. What is your answer? Tell us an anime you'd love to see turned into a video game. You can hit us up on videogameapocalypse.com or on the official Laser Time Facebook group. I will post a thread there that you can answer under or hit us up on the Twitter at VG Apocalypse. That's it. That's been our show. We made it. Let's go out with some plugs. Byron, you're the uh, new guest here. So tell us again where people can check out your stuff.
3: Sure, been a while also have to do plugs. Here we go. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitch at B underscore Ron1417. Twitter is also the same at B underscore Ron1417. Follow me or well, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's B Ron Sports or uh, B underscore Ron Sports, I should say. Um, Instagram, I have that too, but that's uh, fine. <laughs> but everything is B underscore Ron1417 except for the youtube which is b underscore ron sports
0: gotcha check me out gotcha.
3: i'd appreciate it um I'll, I'll get the links to these guys so you can do it there all right and all that business all but,
0: right yeah. uh tl sure. where else other than cheap podcast can people hear you
2: yeah uh yeah cheap podcast you can hear me on PB but i actually want to use this plug time for something very important again i want to thank uh michael chris and matt for allowing me to have this platform again to bring on uh, creators of color um and, and I, I i ask this is my plug to you guys out there i ask that you take your time anytime you know during the week after you have listened to all of your shows that you that you have in your routine find a new creator and i don't mean this like just find somebody that you may not have heard of before or someone with a low audience find them And expand your palate because the only way you can grow, the only way we can make like this atmosphere that we're working on on the internet better is having a diverse voice and not listening to the same five people. So please, my, my, my plug for you is go out and listen to something that you haven't heard before.
0: Right. But while you're doing that, uh, please don't unsubscribe to Video Game Podcast. I we didn't need you say unsubscribe we need you. <laughs> anything.
2: I said in conjunction to the things you already listened to. I made right. that you are very, barely
0: hanging in there, man.
1: I made
2: that very clear. <laughs> yes.
0: Chris, tell us where we're barely hanging in.
1: Uh, Patreon.com slash time so you can support all the shows. It is an important time to do that. It being tax time mm-hmm. and a miserable mm-hmm. time for yours truly. Uh, But hey, we got some stuff up there for you this week. We got a bonus time from last week. A little drunk, kind of political. But this week's laser time is a little less political. It's all about fictional politicians. I know I say presidents repeatedly, uh, but I wanted to see if there was anything actually funnier and more surreal than what was happening right now. And I don't just say that as a hack joke. This is the weirdest shit that's ever happened to us.
0: (laughs) Turns out I would have elected Bullworth before our current president, so there's
1: that. Yeah, possibly Possibly, I, I, like those, those that weird American Idol movie where they picked the president. It could happen. Like it's everything seems like nothing's off limits anymore. Yeah, and uh, we we have we have a new episode of Elm Street Nightmare. Ooh. Yeah, fourth episode, Bride of Chucky. We're on, uh, doing that on a when we can basis, and hopefully something very new coming to Patreon very soon. That's very angry. Ooh. Um, so patreon.com slash Laser Time. How you support all of us? Price of a burger and fries. Love you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I will say that I have been
2: threatening Chris a Laser Time. Uh, uh, episode forever, and I think we're going to be doing it soon. And let's just say I'm glad that we're not going to be a black history wasn't doing that episode. <laughs> it's about it's about a black creator, but um, I don't know if it will be celebrated work. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's your team. yeah. I
1: got I got to talk something something about uh, I don't know something black that's not Fat Albert because that's the most recent thing I did a giant thing. On, <laughs> and I'm not sure that anybody wants it's to get right. That.
2: We're gonna talk about. Guys wear dresses, and in Jesus. <laughs>
1: oh boy, I did
3: want to just real quick. Um, I said it before 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 the recording, but the light the light bulb went off when it went off when I saw the name Chris. I heard the voice, and I was like, "Oh, that's Antista." For me, it's been really cool to come on here and you know talk to you guys and be on a podcast with Chris. That was funnily enough one of the goals that I had in my head when I started. When I actually got into my own podcast, was having some of these people on my podcast, but now I'm on a podcast with them. So, Chris is a pleasure being on podcast with you. Uh, Very sweet of you, bro. Grew up listening, you know, talk great, all that stuff. So, yeah, real cool. Thank you, appreciate it,
1: man.
0: Nice, man. And as my uh, MIA co-host Michael uh, has said to a fan who said something similar to him. Aim higher. Uh, anyway, that has been our show. Um, as always, you can follow us on the Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Uh, check us out at VG Game Apocalypse dot com. Uh, don't forget to visit the official LaserTime Time community on Facebook and then if you want to hear me spout bullshit about video games and wrestling and the occasionally politics you can check me out on Twitter at Matty C. Allen that's been our show thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you next week
2: booby lady we're about to hear about that booby lady